have the many. And also just a dish with some utensils that you can like hammer on. How are you hearing that? <laughs> are we coming through oh, your speakers? <laughs> Oops. Can it, oh, you need us to test? Test, test, test? Are you still coming okay. through the speakers? Yeah? Okay, good. No. <laughs> I had no idea. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> good thing I didn't say anything bad. <laughs> he still would have been able to hear you, Christy. Because you're wearing headphones, your Mark can still hear you. <laughs> no, he can't! <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up! You don't know me. You don't know my abilities. <laughs> All right. That that seems as good a place as any to start this shit show. So, welcome, oh, everybody. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> welcome, everybody, back to Dance Robot Dance, episode number 50, er, 49, not quite 50. We have our normal crew of misfits and uh, shenanigans this week. We got Christy here. What's up? And Mark? What's going on, guys? And myself, Tim, is hosting this week, so how are you guys doing? You have a good week? Busy, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah just super busy. Yeah. Like, prepping for improv and teaching improv and improv, improv, improv. Oh, you guys do, like, a little workshop or whatever before the shows, do you not? Mm-hmm. Or is it? I uh, teach either Monday or Tuesday, um, or at least once a month. Oh, okay. At, mm-hmm. Is that at uh, staircase as well, or? Mm-hmm. Okay. Good memory. Yeah. Um, well, to be fair, all your stuff has said staircase all week this week on Facebook. <laughs> so kind of hard. Yeah, to but it doesn't mean that he had to read it. <laughs> I pay attention to things. He's a good friend, man. He, he pays attention. He is a good friend. Good Facebooker. I liked your comment on our photo. <laughs> um, oh, Christy's celebrating our one year of podcast. Oh, wait. oh no, wait. it's it, <laughs> it's for. It's for improv. Well, we start performing around the same time. Yeah, I was going to say, you were uh, really looking for new shit to do back then, huh? Apparently. Last last summer, you must have been real fucking bored. Oh, just so bored. No, I wasn't bored at all. <laughs> she just finished, just finished Mass Effect 3 and just decided she needed to start a podcast. And, <laughs> yeah. and an improv troupe. And an improv troupe. Ooh, that's good with my geek of the week, but we'll get to that later. All right. Um, okay, well, let's get into the news then. There was a couple uh, pretty big things that happened. The biggest one, as far as I was concerned, was uh, within the span of a few days, uh, the Han Solo solo movie, the solo Han Solo movie, uh, lost uh, its directors, The uh, who are the guys that uh, were uh, Chris, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who did the Lego movie. Uh, they, also did, they also did the um, 21, 22 Jump Street. Right. Uh, so they they departed uh, under, well, sounds like creative differences, quote unquote. Oh, between the two of them? No, between them and the uh, Lucasfilm executive. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Kathleen Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, within a couple days of that, we got a new director that for me is even more exciting. It's uh, Ron fucking Howard is on board to direct now. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean. What a, has he ever done a big like effects movie like that? I'm trying to think. Um, I want to say yeah. Actually, I was just about to look that up and see, uh, like, remember his uh, sort of directorial um, 
oeuvre, if you will. Ron Howard. Uh, but let's see. Let's see. Good old Rich and Cunning- Richie Cunningham has uh, directed... Let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything in here that's particularly... Apollo 13. Okay, yeah, that Apollo 13. How the Grinch Stole Christmas had a lot of, you know, not necessarily yeah, the same type. Yeah, but uh, Da Vinci Code, I mean, there's definitely... And Angels and Demons, there's definitely some uh, effects and stuff like that in there as well. And that I feel like those ones might be the ones that are, like, closest in tone to how a Star Wars movie would be. Where it's yeah. kind of that, like, you know, buccaneering kind of uh, stuff and uh, adventure kind of thing. So, yeah. Looks like he's producing the Dark Tower, too. Is that right? Producer, yes. Dark oh, yeah? Tower. Yeah, it looks like he's on the production team for Dark Tower. Okay. And come on, he also narrated Arrested Development. Arrested so Development. What yeah. more do you want from him? And and acted in Arrested Development as well. Was he acting? In the most recent season, yeah, he oh, was a right, character. Right. He was like the oh, he, played, yeah. he played himself, right? Yeah, he played himself, and uh, who's like one of the uh, was his it Michael? Daughter, right? Yeah, well, his daughter Bryce, uh, Bryce Alice, and then his like like black sheep daughter that uh, was dating one of the characters. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, I've only seen yeah. that season once, so it's yeah, I've. I watched uh, I watched it once, and then I watched an edit of it where somebody had gone back and uh, re-edited it all into chronological order. Right, you said that. I, I should yeah. do that at some point. I need to watch that, yeah. Yeah, I think it was on Reddit. I'm not sure if it's still up there or not, or if they made them take it down. But well, I'm sure you could torrent it somewhere. Because mm-hmm. um, they, they announced a new season of that, too, right? Like that yeah. they're all, And that they'll all actually be together, as opposed to shooting it separately, the way they shot... Yeah. yeah, it sounds like they're going to do it a little bit more, uh, like, closer to form of the first uh, three seasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Um, let's see, what else happened? Uh... I mean, I have one that I will be surprised if you both haven't seen yet. What's that? One piece of news. Okay, go ahead. Oh, well, did you hear about baby Oscar from Ghostbusters 2? Oh, yes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the, uh, the guy that played, well, one of the twins that played Baby Oscar from Ghostbusters uh, apparently lost a battle with mental illness this past week, which is unfortunate. Yeah. It, like, what, schizoactive? Uh, basically, um, yeah. a combination of, like, yeah, uh, like uh, schizophrenia and bipolar disorder together. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that one was pretty sad. Yeah, uh, I saw that. He'd be pretty young, because that was, like, 89 they shot that, so he'd be in his 20s. Late yeah. late 20s, early 30s, something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that was that was unfortunate. Uh, well, and speaking, while we're talking about the sad stuff, too, uh, there were some nice, like, tributes to Adam West that happened uh, since we last recorded, so uh, I'm not sure if we mentioned this on the last episode yet, but uh, Powerless released their episode online that Adam West uh, oh, yeah. did a cameo in. Yeah, I saw. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I I saw that they released it. So yeah, I just watched it last night. It was good, and he was good in it. Like you know, you couldn't tell like he was sick or anything like that. Um, he did like sort of the way that that show was doing. Like there were some nice like really sticky things where like he would turn to the camera and like do sort of like the Batman sixty six narration. Like will our plucky band of heroes you know escape the dastardly plot? And but meanwhile, everybody else in the background is like, what the fuck is he doing? Who's he talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to watch that. I have to... it turns out he's like just talking to a fern or something. Nice. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a nice little touch. Um and then they also uh in LA they uh shone the bat signal 
Uh, I think we talked about that last. Yeah, week. we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, tribute still pouring in for Adam West. What else did I have? There's a bunch of stuff. Oh, we got a release date for Star Trek Discovery. Oh, oh yeah, right. that was a big deal. Yeah, uh, Star Trek Discovery will begin on September 24th. Uh, there's also a lot of other, like they're, they're starting to leak a lot of other bits and pieces about the show, like, uh, production stills and costumes and that kind of stuff too. So seems like it's really ramping up. Um, and I guess, uh, I heard as well, they said that sort of the reason it was taking so long was that they just wanted to sort of world build a little bit more and flesh out the, the world that they were going to be, you know, uh, existing in a little better, which I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's fine with me. I'm okay. Yeah, I, I don't mind if people take longer because they feel like it's a smart artistic choice. That never bothers me. Yeah. I mean, it bothers me, but it doesn't make me angry. Yeah. Hey, if it's good Star Trek, like, I'm all for... <laughs> I'm all for any new Star Trek at this point, but, like, if it's well-written on top of being new Star Trek, then, like, fucking do it. Take your time, guys, because... Yeah. Uh, I still feel bad for Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I, I still need to watch Enterprise. It's on that list. It might be one of those ones I get to over the summer. At some point, I'm going to put a... Maybe I'll put a poll up. I was thinking of putting a poll up on my my Facebook. Maybe I'll put it up on the Dance Robot Dance page, either in addition or instead of uh, of like what I should watch this summer, like stuff that I haven't seen yet. Because you know, there's always this big gap in what's airing over the summer months kind of thing. So now yeah, that all sure. the uh, Flareoverse and DC shows are off the air and that sort of thing, what I should catch up yeah. on. That takes up a lot of time during the uh, the broadcast season. Like, I like yeah. having those like eighteen fucking comic book shows all running at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's why I didn't commit to any. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. mean to commit to all of them, but I just kind of ended up because they keep crossing over. I'm like, well, I kind of got to see all this shit, right? So I yeah. may as well watch them all. So I yeah, watched and them. Then all. Gotham just finished like a week or two ago as well. Oh, did it? Okay. Season, so now I'm really sort of in that uh, open space. Although now there's all this mid-season-y kind of stuff coming through. Like uh, Preacher starts tonight. Preacher, yeah, Preacher starts up Preacher again tonight. tonight. Yeah, yep. I'm excited for that, actually. Yeah. And uh, Game of Thrones yeah. starts uh, like next month, I think, as well. Yeah. Yeah, so, it starts in Yeah, July. I'm excited for Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's going to be short, though. It's only eight this year, right? We're only getting eight. Yeah. And only Something eight like next year. Yeah, well, seven uh, next seven. year. Oh, right, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So... But, uh, well, speaking of uh, comic book TV shows, uh, apparently Damon Lindelof, one of the creators of Lost, is uh, bringing a Watchmen series to HBO. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I You know what? I doubt it's going to happen. Like, they've been talking about doing that shit for fucking ever. And, like, yeah. I, I don't know. But to be fair, like, I've been, I was saying, you, if you asked me t- five years ago if that Preacher show was ever going to happen on any of the cable networks, I'd have been like... They've been talking about it for a decade. It's never fucking happening. Like, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, like, now we're psyching up for season two of Preacher. So, I mean, that'll be awesome if they did it. But, like, I don't want them to go and do... Like, Preacher's got 66 issues, which is enough to kind of base a couple years of TV on. I yeah. don't feel like Watchmen should be anything more than, like, maybe... A miniseries Yeah, a miniseries yeah. at best. Like, I don't want them to do, like, crazy stuff. Like, they filled that movie to, yeah. like... To almost bursting like it was so full of <laughs> shit going on so like i don't think having a little bit of breathing room and like expanding it into 12 hours or 13 hours would be a bad thing but yeah if they start trying to like oh we're gonna turn it into like an ongoing series i'm out like i'm checked out well they do they've got like that before watchman stuff to draw on as well now they've got you know some more additions to the universe though. but yeah i mean it, it i 
I would. I, I agree. I would really like to see the actual Watchmen story done in a good, like, solid, like, twelve or thirteen episode miniseries or something like that. But it, that's not the way that American TV works usually, no. unfortunately. So there's, you know, it's very they rare. really, yeah. yeah. They push as much in as possible. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's very rare that uh, something will get, uh, you know, actual miniseries instead of an ongoing series. So, well, to be fair, if they do it right. At some point, somebody might be able to do a fan edit where they can just edit it down to the actual Watchmen story and exclude mm-hmm. all the other stuff, and that would be fine for me to watch too. So, I mean, and to be fair, there, there's also tons of other stuff. Like that, that universe has a pretty uh, storied history, so there are definitely parts of that universe you could go back to. So maybe the first season, you know, you do, uh, you do it like kind of how they did in the comics. You do like, uh, you know, the original Watchmen story, and then maybe you go back and you do like three or four episodes on each of the characters, like backstories or something like that. And you go pull from the before Watchmen stuff or, or, or like the Hollis Mason, like, uh, earlier, you know, uh, fifties or sixties era kind of stuff or whatever. Oh, like the old Charleston stuff. Yeah. 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 That kind of thing. So anyways, we'll see where it goes anyways. I mean, it's, uh, seems like it's pretty early in development at this point, but I think if if it were going to happen at any time, I feel like it's got the best chance of happening. Oh, you yeah. know, now, right now, yeah, we're, yeah. Reaching um, reaching comic book saturation, I think, in the media, but we'll yeah, see what happens. we've used a lot. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like if it's something like that, um, could come out, it would, and it was of sufficient quality, it could push out some of the lower quality stuff. Yeah, there is that too. What so do you I, consider, I, and that's that's going to start happening soon. Well, like there was, they were up for a debate whether a bunch of those shows were going to come back because I know like Shield and Gotham were both kind of on the bubble and got renewed yeah. really late this mm-hmm. year. Um, so like those two shows were kind of up for debate whether they were going to keep going. And something else was like, I mean, Powerless obviously got axed way earlier than that. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? I Zombie. The, uh, zombie has been questionable. Whether yeah, it's always been always been kind of questionable. Are they gonna cancel iZombie? No, it's it's renewed for another season. Yeah, I think it's got another year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, um, I thought that one had a pretty good following. I, I think if, in terms of overall quality, the ones that I could see, like maybe uh, finishing up or running their course, would be. I mean, I think Arrow's getting close to running its course. I think it's okay. got maybe one or two seasons left in, of life in it at this point. Agreed. Um, and I think uh, Agents of Shield is probably getting close to running its course. And I think I I think Gotham's got maybe one or two seasons left of life in it as well. Yeah. So um, Arrow, Arrow would be the one that I would miss. Like I wouldn't mind if they just kept it going just to keep it tied into the universe. But at that point, yeah. like that's just because I like that everybody being able to cross over thing, and then it would yeah. be like. Well, I mean, you could always bring him back and like keep him on contract for guest appearances or that sort of thing in the other series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So or just or, because or, you fucking, end the... or fucking put Oliver on Legends. That actually, I would pick. That would be. That would probably be the best way to handle it. Actually, because yeah. if he wants to keep going and they don't want to keep his show going, move mm-hmm. to one of the other shows, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Or you do a Brave and the Bold TV show with uh, with Barry and uh, and Ollie. Yeah, I'd pay. Well, actually, that would probably be. That's probably too good for them. Like, I don't know if they would actually <laughs> be able to do that. Because, and I don't think they're going to kill the Flash as a series anytime soon. Like, I think no. that's kind of their. I think out of those four shows, that's the moneymaker, if I'm not mistaken. Like, that's the ratings juggernaut out of the four. Yeah, I think so. So. Um, but 
I don't actually know what any of those shows are like how they get re- like what their ratings are, but I, I feel like Flash would probably be the one that is the most yeah widely watched. Anyway. Yeah, I, I get that impression as well. I haven't I haven't really closely looked at the uh, ratings or anything, but that is sort of the general impression I get too. Is it's the most yeah. popular and has the widest reach kind of thing? Yeah. Um. Let's see what else. Apparently, there's been confirmation that Dazzler is going to be in X Men Dark Phoenix. Sigh. I guess I don't. I don't know. Not, not a Dazzler fan, there, Mark. I just like I'm done with the fucking Fox like X Men yeah. movies. Like I'm like just do do the solo movies then. Like I don't want to see any more. Like try and build this team that makes no sense chronologically anymore. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Like I want to see Deadpool movies and I'm fine with those. And like I mean we're not going to get any more Wolverine movies unfortunately. But I would be sure cool. Will. Like, They'll have Laura. Yeah, I mean, okay, yeah, but like, what, what's the quality of that going to be without Hugh Jackman being able to throw his weight around? You know what I mean? Like, nothing. <laughs> Have you watched it yet, Christy? Nope. Christy has still not watched Logan, folks. This is what three months now since it came out, or something like that, and Christy's just ignoring that it happened and existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's living in willful ignorance. Yep. <laughs> Looks really good in black and white. I watched the black and white version on Blu-ray the other day. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I almost picked it up, and I don't buy movies very often. I almost picked it up the other day, so I'll yeah. buy the comic book movies. That's pretty yeah. much all I buy now. I bought what did I buy? Oh, because I bought John Wick two too, but like like mm-hmm. I buy that kind of stuff sometimes. Yeah. Well, that there is uh, John Wick comic books now. There's uh, prequel comics, something like that. I think they're also they're also in talks to have a an ongoing series, like not necessarily like starring John Wick, but like mm-hmm. um, in that universe, like with the assassins universe kind of okay. thing. So they're talking about doing a TV show too. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't care. I just like those movies. The movies are fucking a blast to watch. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Speaking of movies that I I've always considered a blast to watch. Uh, man, I'm just killing it on these fucking segues this yeah, week. Yeah, you're just fucking nailing it, buddy. <laughs> uh, Jurassic World Two got a title, official title. It's going to be called Fallen Kingdom. And and doesn't it, isn't the like minor you know, the sub caption. Um, nature finds a way. Life finds a way. Yeah. So it's Life they're they're teasing the return of uh, Jeff Goldblum as Ian Malcolm. Oh God. Which I I I can't like I'm I'm on board for that 100. percent I fucking love that character. Of course you are. Oh Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah. I still think my favorite Jeff Goldblum thing of all time is David Duchovny playing Jeff Goldblum on that Celebrity Jeopardy episode. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that's the best Jeff Goldblum has ever yeah. been. Is David Duchovny doing a <laughs> terrible impression of him? Yeah, it was, it was not a good impression. <laughs> oh, I love those those celebrity Jeopardies though. Oh. I've had I've had those were some of the first things I ever like. Probably within the first thousand MP3s I ever downloaded were yeah. those uh, were audio tracks of those celebrity Jeopardies, and I still yeah. have them. Yeah, oh, I, lo- I I go on YouTube every once in a while and try and find them. They're fucking yeah. hilarious. Buckfutter. Yeah. My- yeah. <laughs> My first um, impression of Jeff Goldblum was the fly by accident, so I still like. That's a terrifying impression to have of him, actually. Oh, yeah, I love that. So movie. I'll see him. And oh, I'm it's like, a good movie. Oh, Jeff Goldblum, but then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's... I haven't seen it in ages, though. I should. That's check it out that's again. John Carpenter, is it not? David Cronenberg. Oh, Cronenberg. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense yeah. too. Body horror for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, what else do we have this week? Uh, there's, I saw a little bit of uh, news or a couple different news pieces on the on Spider-Man Homecoming and, and that sort of Spider-Man universe since it's coming up. Um, one, the 
early reviews are starting to come out for it, and uh, they seem pretty positive overall. Yeah, uh, which is nice to see. I'm not surprised that like it it's they they they're nailing just getting Spider-Man back on screen with mm-hmm. like that, but whatever we'll see some of the other news was weird like all the the spinoff shit that they're still talking yeah about. the uh that there may be craven and mysterio films and that uh carnage is going to come into it and then there's been all this news about the venom movie and whether it's going to be tied to the MCU. Uh, mcu or the spider-man movies or if it's going to be standalone or what and yeah because like yeah. i know kevin feige was just like no i'm Spider-Man's are like in our universe, all these other movies, not really. But Amy Pascal was like, no, the Venom movies in the MCU. Yeah. And Kevin Feige was like, mm, maybe we need to get our messaging straight before you wish keep you slapping your that. fucking mouth. Yeah, you should stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Because no. <laughs> uh, let's see. I can see where she's coming from, though. Like, if given the, the kind of bad will that the Spider, like the Sony studio has when it comes to that kind of stuff, I would just be like, yeah, everything's MCU. Everything's MCU. Yeah, and I can see Kevin Feige being like, "No, it's fucking not." Because <laughs> everybody like, just trying to fucking shoehorn their shit in. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's make this put this in there for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> him just being like, "I don't have time to fucking oversee all these goddamn yeah. movies." Like, <laughs> he needs to clone himself. Yeah, probably. Um, or he already needs to pick like another executive to kind of work with him. <laughs> or he's got yeah somebody that could do that job with him. Yeah. Uh, are either of you uh, big Dark Tower fans? I'm no. excited for the show. I just I gotta read the books. I'm I've always stalled starting to read those books. You mean the movie? Is it a movie now? I don't know. They keep changing. What What's coming up is a movie. The there's the the uh, Dark Tower movie um, with Idris Elba as I guess the oh. character. Yes, 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 yeah. Um, I I know very little little about the Dark Tower movies and books or uh, books and stuff like that and comics, but. Uh, there, I did see something this week that said that the movie is actually not an adaptation, but it's a sequel to the books. Oh yeah, I saw that. I'm well, it just means I have to read the books now more than I had to before. <laughs> so that's interesting. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, that's one that's weird. Like that's going to be a hard sell for people to, or to get people out to see that if there's like, if they're like, this is a continuation of a series of books that, Nowhere, you know, a lot of people have read, but probably not enough people to make a huge box office movie successful. I'm sure they'll do like it'll be a self-contained story, and they probably yeah. won't talk about this the sequel aspect of it as much once they get to like actually promoting it, marketing it. Yeah, yeah, because otherwise they're just gonna be like people are gonna be like, I'm not reading. Nobody's gonna read. Like, who reads? I'm yeah. not reading, and that's like six or seven books I think now the the Dark Tower series. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I was like, it's on my. That's my summer read this year. I I have it kind of set up to go. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and actually start reading. So mm. mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the Dark Tower this summer. I think. Uh, let's see. There's here's an, uh, one up your alley, Mark. Apparently, there's a supernatural spinoff in the works. I don't know. They've been trying to spin that fucking show off for like <laughs> five years, and it never works. <laughs> that's apparently um, just. Uh, it's called Wayward Sisters, and yeah. uh, will be female led. Yeah, so. which I don't, I don't know, like, I don't even know if that world needs any more exploring at this point. It's been 13 <laughs> fucking years of Supernatural. I'm all for more Supernatural, but I don't know if that show, if the world sells itself without those characters, like, without Sam and Dean in it. Yeah, at all. The Winchesters. Yeah, without the Winchesters there. I started watching that this week. Yeah. 
Yeah, Christy was really? uh, messaging me. Yeah, she watched. What did you watch? The pilot. And like four other episodes. Watch that, but you won't watch Buffy. Well, it was between that and Buffy, and I I don't know why I chose Supernatural because <laughs> Mark wasn't with me, and I know he really wants to watch Buffy with me. I know why. I know why you you chose Supernatural, and his name is Jensen Ackles. Oh, he is pretty, but I do not want to be involved with the women. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but then in Buffy you got hot, you got hot pieces of ass like Spike and Angel. Yeah, Angel's in there. Yeah, but their hair is so nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Spike's especially. Yeah, Spike's is very well. Actually, <laughs> Spike's is kind of late eighties, I think, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Little Billy Idol, hair rock, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> little glam punk kind of going on there. Got well the the coroner's report came out for Carrie Fisher, and it sounds like there were. Oh, drugs that was involved in her uh, death, which is unfortunate, but there have been a lot of, I guess there have been a lot of people talking and saying, you know, like, oh, this is so disappointing, and uh, you know, this changes, you know, how I think about her or whatever, but what the fuck, I mean... She was she, on all kinds of blow through most of the 80s and 90s anyway, so like... Well, not just that, but like, she's somebody who's been very vocal about her mental illness, and obviously yeah. she would have been on a lot of drugs and stuff like that to deal with that, so... It's uh, obviously something that she struggled with a lot, and I don't think it's anything that should make people look at you know what she did with her life any differently. No, she's still fucking awesome, funny lady. So yeah, here was one that I did. You guys see this? It, it kind of was a big fucking nothing burger in the end, but there's a big blow up over Gal Gadot's salary for Wonder Woman. I saw that, what? yeah, and yeah, then it turned happened? out to be nothing. Basically, there was an article going around saying that she only got like a few hundred thousand dollars or something like that to star in Wonder Woman, and it was a complete misconstruing of of facts or something like that. It was yeah. people saying like inside sources close to whatever said that she got paid way less than uh, Henry Cavill did for Man of Steel, and then it ended up being absolutely nothing. But it's one of those things where you can't put it back in the bottle, right? Like it's it probably got shared around a lot more than the correction did. Yeah. So, yeah, I think by the time I actually caught onto that news story, it had already been corrected, and I was yeah. like, even even if she had got paid less, I'd have been I I wouldn't have been surprised if she had because that's just the way Hollywood does fucking horrible shit all the time. But like at the same, I don't time, think Patty Jenkins would have let that happen though. No, I don't think although so she's not you know she's not a studio exec or whatever. But yeah, that's true. Probably not going to happen in the sequel, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I bet you her um, asking price goes way up when her contract comes up. So Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The only other thing that I saw... You, you guys have both watched Sherlock, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. That's another one I haven't. And that's probably one that I will get to this summer because it's not as much of a commitment as... Uh, yeah, just be prepared shows. to be disappointed by the final season. <laughs> well, it's not the final season. It's the most recent season, right? It's not over. It is over. No. They've been back and forth on whether, like, all everybody wants to come back and everybody's been talking, like, they all want to come back and do it. It's just a matter of, like, getting the schedules together between, well, Moffat's going to have time because he's leaving Doctor Who, thank fucking God. And, <laughs> uh, but, like, it's all about, it's, I guess, mainly Cumberpatch being, like, insanely <laughs> busy all the time. And now he's, and now that he's going to be kind of taking up the lead kind of, like, Avenger role going forward, it sounds like post infinity really? war it sounds like like the the new avengers like post infinity war is going to be centered around doctor strange i'd be down really? for that yeah that sounds cool 
Yeah. That, well, because, I love like, that we're I getting to that point now where we can have all, you know, sort of alternate versions of these teams, right? Like, yeah. you know, the ones that they're putting out first are like, this is the classic version. But so many of the best stories for like the Avengers and Justice League and stuff like that are with sort of like the B list teams and that kind of yeah, thing. Absolutely. Or, or the, the more interesting teams that have like, you know, B list characters and shit like that on them. And I don't necessarily think like Tony Stark's going to like go away, but like they have for three, well, I guess it's three phases now. They've built the MCU around him and Chris Evans, right? Like it's yeah. been Cap and Iron Man have been like the kind of, and especially Iron Man's been the spine the MCU yeah. is built around. Yeah, it's like yeah, you need to put a head on it, kind of thing now. And I guess that can be Stephen Strange. Like if Cumberpatch is in to be all over the place, yeah, that makes it makes an interesting kind of like backbone. You know, you're saying Strangers. it wrong, right? What Cumberpatch? Cum- Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch? No, whatever. Cumberbitches? Cumber no, that's Cumberbitch. Yeah. <laughs> we had a whole episode on this folks that's true we did <laughs> um but yeah i mean i it, and i think it makes sense too because there's only so much you can build up with the same group of characters like you you know you can't at a certain point you're just going to hit a plateau and you can't go any further with them kind of thing so yeah. it makes sense to just tangent off and you know mm-hmm. do, you know go a different route where you can build uh, build up again kind of thing. And I still think there's a lot of characters that were around in the early, like, Avengers, like, the, the first couple phases that would be interesting to continue to follow. Like, I'm still curious about Ant-Man and, like, the Wasp going forward, mm-hmm. and they're doing their movies yeah. and stuff like that. I think they're gonna do huge box office with um, Black Panther. So, like, yeah. a team that revolves around, like, Ant-Man, Black Panther, Stephen Strange, and, like, I don't know if Hemsworth wants to stick around and still have Thor in there or something like that, or even trade in Sam Wilson as Captain America, like that kind of stuff. Like you can start doing those alternate versions or of the Ro- characters. Or Rhodes or something like that. For sure. Like you could have yeah. all those guys come back and all that kind of stuff too. So I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm all in. I'm just disappointed the new Avengers won't include like Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Like they should. But they also have Spider Man too, right? Like so Spider Man will be part of that team, which is gonna sell movies regardless. So why why couldn't they do Iron Fist and Luke Cage? I don't know. Like, they're already signed of the Netflix TV Because they're on the net. I guess you could bring those guys yeah, over. I'd be all for bringing those still, guys over. Yeah, it's still the same universe. I don't see why they couldn't. Uh, I would love to see even just like a cameo by Daredevil or something like that in one of the upcoming Marvel movies. A hundred percent. at the like, ver- like if they ever do that crossover, if they just have Daredevil in them, I will fucking blow my wad all over that goddamn theater. Because yeah. I yeah. having Daredevil, like having those worlds touched would be awesome. But Daredevil is like one of my favorite characters, and having him play a role in the cinematic side of things too, because yeah. he's the perfect guy to have Spider-Man go to for advice when he's like, oh, "I'm yeah. gonna be vigilante guy in New York." He's been doing it for years now, right? Like, yeah, have him go talk to Daredevil. Well, that's why I I don't think it's an impossibility, but they won't make it a full um, feature no. right now because of the TV shows. No, yeah. but, and that's fine. But like, even just having Daredevil show up in an Avengers movie or in, in a yeah, bit, bring part, him in as a secondary character or something like that. Or... Have him play the Tony Stark role. Like, cause apparently Tony's going to be like Spidey's mentor. Mm. Have him be the mentor going forward, like in Spider-Man two and stuff like that. Have him go to Daredevil instead. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally works for me. Like, <laughs> but like I said, I'm a big fucking Daredevil Mark. So, what are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, anyways, the reason that I was bringing up Sherlock, which is what started this whole tangent, was because uh, apparently the guys that uh, develop are Stephen Moffat and Mark Gaddis, the co-creators of Sherlock, are going to be doing a Dracula series next. So maybe that does oh, say really? that Sherlock is done for a while. Cool! 
don't know. Yeah. I don't think I don't think having Moffat do two shows at once, like I don't think that's ever gonna stop him from going back to do Sherlock. I think it's yeah. I think Cumberpat Cumberbatch Cumberbatch is kind of the reason why you would like that would stall things out. Because him and Freeman are so fucking busy in Hollywood now. Like yeah. they're both mm-hmm. tied to the MCU. I don't know how much Martin Freeman's gonna be in the MCU post uh Black Panther, but like um you know if Cumberbatch is gonna be that centerpiece. <laughs> yeah. That that could be problematic scheduling him to do a season of Sherlock because that's like they shoot three movies ostensibly when they do those shows, yeah. so it is yeah. like a big time sink to get them out. And that's so. how they're going to do this Draco series too. It looks as well as it's going to be like a mini series of feature length episodes oh. kind of thing. So that sounds awesome. I love it. Yeah, um, and uh, it's there, but there's not much else besides that on it. Like whether it's going to be uh, you know period piece or whether it's going to be modernized or what. So. I'm all for it, man. Mark Gaddis, as long as Mark Gaddis is involved, because he seems to be the um, the guy that keeps Moffat's weirder tendencies kind of reined in on Sherlock. Like that mm-hmm. kind of works for me. So, but uh, yeah, that was everything. I finally watched the last season of Sherlock. By the way, Christy, like I didn't love it, but it, I didn't mm-hmm. like fucking hate it the way you seem to hate it. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's about all I had for news. Did you guys have anything you wanted to add before we move on? I think of anything actually happened. This oh, Foo Fighters announced a new album out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they they did release a single recently, yeah. so we kind of knew it was coming. Yeah, they put they just randomly were like, "Yeah, here's an album stuff," and we announced the tour, and we're not playing Toronto, so fuck you, Toronto. And I was like, "Fuck you, Dave. God damn it." <laughs> Why? I, Why isn't he playing Toronto? I don't know. They just announced the tour. There's no Toronto date. I was like, "Come on, man! Like, come come." And then there Canada. was a, there was a little note that said, "Fuck, fuck you, Mark," in particular. Yeah, Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Art you, Mark. Art you, Mark, yeah. Art you, Mark. <laughs> That's my new favorite uh, curse word. Fart you. Fart you, Mark. All right. <laughs> All right, well, with that, let us move on to our... <laughs> Chrissy's losing energy on us, folks, but we'll keep... And it's, and it's funny, because it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday. You'd think she'd be... <laughs> Bouncing off the walls. Well, she she had a big night last night, so maybe Christy, how about you talk about your geek of the week first? Um. Well, and I should apologize to my listeners. It's the lady times. Krampus is visiting. <laughs> I like how she says my listeners. Like the show completely revolves around her. It does. No, it's, that's not what I meant. It does. It's so, fair. It's totally. So fine. you have you have a hairy monster uh, living in your uterus right now with this stick that beats children. Yeah, because that's my ovary. I mean, that's my womb. It's filled with eggs. <laughs> Beating the children, the pre-children. Lovely. And it's hitting my uterus, <laughs> and it hurts so bad. I'm. Now I'm curious to see how she's going to deal with pregnancy. If this is what this is like, the, the podcast is you gonna, don't know. The podcast is going to turn into a total nightmare if that happens. Yeah, it's true. I'm just going to cry like eight times. So like I'm muting Christy while we do the news, guys. Just let her cry over there. It's fine. <laughs> Even more than she does right now. Yeah, on the Rude. show. Yeah, pretty much. Rude. Um, I uh, no, my geek of the week. Um, I guess like. Well, I, my improv show last night was pretty geeky because that's fun. We did a whole couple bunch of scenes on a Darth Vader offer, which was really fun. Nice. Um, I played a dad with asthma because we were trying to like stay away from specifically it being Star Wars. But yeah, you um, didn't want like George Lucas to show up and start demanding loyalties. 
Well, exactly. it'd be Disney now, which is probably technically worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> Disney lawyers. Yeah. Yeah, that would be scary. <laughs> but um, no, it was uh, so that was really fun. But I actually, guys, I did it. Start playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Oh. I did and it. You, maybe that's why you're not feeling well. <laughs> My body's reacting negatively to it. You're having a visceral response to it. Like fucking rejecting it. <laughs> is it as bad as you expected it to be? No. That's good. No, it is not. Maybe it's maybe it's good that it got so much negative press. It set your fucking standards really low. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it is like it is kind of I'm feeling kind of how Mark felt when he played the first Mass Effect, but the first like the first like Five six hours are always kind of a, you know, a, a grind. A slog, yeah. Yeah, you're like, Meh. I know there's story after this, but uh. <laughs> um, and um, so there's that. But they really through the patches, they've drastically fixed the animation. I've heard that as well from a couple people mm-hmm. that uh, that started playing it later on. Uh, yeah, yeah, and said it's a lot better than what it oh. what it was early on. It's still got its, you know, flubs and slubs but um it's just it's so much better than when i first tried it and i was like this is the worst thing ever (laughs) but i mean you can tell that the animators are dedicated because they've gone back and they really have improved it exponentially so we'll see but i'm i'm excited to keep playing it (laughs) you sound excited no, I'm just sore. I have to keep moving my butt around. Uh, all right, then let's move on to Mark. What was your geekiest thing you did this week? Um, well, I, I did a bunch of concerts this week, so I did miss my U2 show, which is a bummer. But I what? Why? I was just too expensive, so I didn't buy stuff of tickets to it. So craziness. Um, but I did see. So I saw the Arkells last night, which was fun. But I saw Queens of the Stone Age on Thursday night in like this shitty little club in Niagara Falls, New York. And it was fucking amazing. Um, <laughs> so they're they're just starting to tour, and like they came out like with a fucking super vengeance that night. Josh was dancing and doing his hip swiggable things. So hot that man. Wait, did I say that all out? <laughs> Shit. Mark's uh, romance with uh, Josh Hobby continues. Hobby. Continues. But yeah, no, I'm 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 excited uh, to like. Like they only played two new songs, and they both sounded fantastic. The single sounds so much better live; like it's so much fuller live, with like the full instrumentation and stuff like that. Whereas, like this, like if you, I don't know if you heard, have you heard the new one, Tim? Not yet. I need to. Yeah, it sounds a little like thin and kind of hip hop produced um, <laughs> mm-hmm. on record. But I was like, I'm sure this is going to thicken up a little bit when they play it live, and it really does. Like it sounds like a big, it almost sounds like a big band song when they're playing it live because it's all huh. kind of Tom driven drums parts and stuff it's really interesting but yeah that was that was probably my geekiest thing was like dashing down like going it's practically in my my backyard growing up too because niagara falls new york's like right across the border so it's like uh we stopped at my parents house for like 10 minutes and then like by the time we get to the venue it's like three seconds like across the border like on main street in niagara falls niagara falls new york is a crap hole i've not been there in a long time like just to go across the border and like see anything because i think I'd been to the Rapids Theater before to see the Tea Party play, and mm. I think I saw Ministry there once, too, because I was, like, looking at the... It's this beautiful old theater in downtown Niagara Falls, but it's, like, in the... Everything just... Everything around it is shut down and, like, boarded up and stuff. <laughs> so we're walking up the street, coming back, and I'm like, 
Fuck, yeah, I've just, killed. I'm going to get fucking stabbed to death in this yeah. show. But as we're walking up, uh, lo and behold, there's George Strombolopoulos in the street shaking hands. Like, you could tell oh, the Canadian I- contingent had showed up. Because <laughs> everybody, like, there's all these people surrounding this short George Strombolopoulos. And he's just <laughs> shaking hands and saying hey and whatever. Because I shook his hand and said hi. Because he recognized me because he's seen me in a million shows. But, yeah. like... Um, Oh, like it's all the Americans who don't know who he was. We're just kind of like, who the fuck's this fucking guy over here? With like, why is he so popular? Man, why is he so this, popular? This little Greek motherfucker. Yeah, this little Greek guy. This little <laughs> weird Greek guy with his piercings and shit. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like if you get a chance to see them, they're coming around again in the fall. Um, I don't know if they're playing Atlanta or not, but I would recommend definitely going to check them out. They're fucking awesome live. Like they were, yeah, they came out like a fucking uh, bulldozer that night. Just hit hard the whole night. So nice. Yeah pretty exciting but i'm super disappointed so i'm going to see them again in september they're playing budweiser stage which is a much bigger venue obviously but my tickets are really close so i'll have to see how that turns out but i'm so why are you disappointed i didn't get to see you too it's weird no oh yeah so sorry. but it's weird because you two is like the night after queens this week and then in september they're both touring again so you two's playing in buffalo or like at orchard park like at the the bills arena or stadium mm-hmm. it's this like mm-hmm. two days before the queens of the stone age show in toronto now so like they've like flipped fucking city or countries but like right in the same spot i'm like weird so i'll let's see both of them that week for sure so mm-hmm. i'm excited excited <laughs> but i'm really looking forward to that new album now so this should be good <laughs> also though i did start horizon zero dawn this weekend too christy you should have started Ooh, that it good? it's fucking amazing you should totally start playing yeah, that mark and i are gonna play that um after after mass effect mm. No, it's really fucking good. So I got about 10 hours in this weekend, and it was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm excited to start that one, too. Yeah. No, I, I, I comes very highly recommend. Apparently, it only gets better as you get past, like, the tutorial kind of bits of it. So uh-huh. I'm looking forward to getting in there. Uh, I actually got some gaming done this week, which is unusual for me. That wasn't Pokemon Go. Uh, it never happens to you. Yeah. Alicia and I, uh, last weekend, uh, for the first time in, like, probably like almost a year, uh, sat down and played some Lord of the Rings online together. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That's fun. Yeah. We're up at, uh, at like Helm's deep cause we're both pretty close to level cap. Uh, and that's like one of the later areas of the game. Although I guess I just, I completely skipped over the Pokemon go, uh, news since that what? seems to be, well, all the new, uh, gyms and raid battles and everything that started the last few oh, days. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, they completely revamped the gyms and everything. So, uh, yeah, I've been fucking around with that the last few days, and it's been interesting. It's kind of fun. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Uh, it seems like it's going to be harder to hold gyms for longer and that kind of thing, but we'll see. I think that's the point. Yeah. Although I liked it. Like, I'm not, like, the highest level person in our area, but I'm up there. So it was nice to, like, just be able to put a Pokemon in a gym and have it just, like, stay there for, like, a week or two kind of thing. Yeah. But, Get your coins. Yeah. But uh, for me, my Geek of the Week was probably I was back in Orlando again this week for work, and uh, which was nice. Um, so, and uh, due to a uh, travel booking error on behalf of my company, I ended up there for basically a day longer than I was supposed to be as well. So that was even better. So I got, I got there like Monday and I left on Thursday. So I had like three nights free and I couldn't justify to myself, like paying the like hundred plus dollars to go into the parks this time since I've 
already done that a couple times in the last couple months. So this time I just like when did uh, like Disney Springs, which is what downtown Disney has now evolved into and hung out at some of the resorts. And I actually got to meet up with one of my friends from the UK that I worked with, like that I probably haven't seen since I left, like stopped working at Disney World like 12 years ago or whatever. So and uh, I, I sort of con- uh, combined my Disney nerdery with my food nerdery and I ate at like three fancy restaurant so i ate at the morimoto uh asia restaurant morimoto the iron chef mm-hmm, nice. mm-hmm. he has a restaurant at downtown disney or disney springs now it's gonna be a, take, cool. a, take a while for me to actually call it disney springs consistently uh it's downtown disney. it Why is would they change that? exactly um and uh it was really good and then the night after that i ate at Jico, which is the like fine dining restaurant at the animal kingdom lodge and uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge is such a cool resort to begin with. Like, you can go out and there's, like, a savanna and you can fucking, like, see all the animals. Like, there's just giraffes and, like, gazelles and shit like that out just hanging I out. I stayed there once. Oh, yeah? I've wanted to stay there for a while. It's stupid expensive. It was very cool. Yeah, we got there. My sister's friend um, who came with us had all these Disney travel points. Oh, nice. And her parents weren't going that year, so they gave them to us. And we got to stay in this really huge suite oh um and animals would walk by our room in the morning yeah were they uh disney vacation club members or whatever yeah that's that's what it was yeah yeah. alicia and i i'm surprised you're not that it's it's fucking expensive (laughs) um we've looked into it and it is something that i would really like to do someday but like to buy into it to begin with is something like 10 or 15 grand or something like that at the Ah. outset but i mean after that you get like vacations for the next like 40 years or something like that for super cheap um like you just have to pay like your annual dues after that so it ends up in the long run being way cheaper than like just constantly booking vacations at disney resorts and that sort of thing so it is something that we're hoping to do at some point yeah um and then on the last night i went to the boardwalk resort area and ate dinner at the flying fish which is a really good seafood restaurant so yeah it was a lot of fun and uh it rained like crazy the whole time i was there but uh still still nice to get down there feels feels kind of like home or one of one of the places that i feel at home anyways nice that's cool so uh but all right with that let's move on to our meet of the episode sacred meat Godly meat. Godly meat. So, this week we're going to be talking about uh, the first season of American Gods, which just finished airing on uh, Stars last weekend. Um, so, American Gods, for any of our listeners that might not be as familiar with it, uh, such as myself, uh, is based on a 2001 novel by Neil Gaiman, and it's kind of a like it's a modern modern uh, mythology kind of movie. So. It takes uh, you know older ideas of mythology and sort of brings them into the modern world, and uh, definitely did some pretty interesting things. But before we get too much into the movie, I want to get your guys's sort of history with the book and the story itself. Like, if have you read the novel? If so, how many times have you read it? When did you read it? That kind of thing. Um, I'll start because Chrissy looks like she's going to pass out on us. <laughs> no, okay, I'm okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I've read the book twice now. I read the original edition like in back 
probably around not when it came out, but like around when it came out, like in the early 2000s. So 2002, 2003, I read the original edition. Um, I just finished reading the 10th anniversary, like preferred text version of it about a month before. And I think I talked about it on the podcast. Um, yeah. About a month before the show started, I was reading it. Um, so I was pretty fresh off that having read the novel when the show started. Yeah, so that's kind of my, like, that's pretty much, I haven't read any of the ancillary stuff. I want to go back now and read the short stories and stuff that come after um, the main book. Uh, The Anansi Boys is one of them, but there's a couple other little short stories where, like, you get a little bit more of Shadow's backstory and stuff like that uh, Mm -hmm. in in novel form, novella form, probably, um, that I'll, I'm going to go back to and read now that the season's over and stuff like that. It's also on my list for this summer. Were those released in like collections of short stories or something like that? I, yep. Yeah, they were in one of his short story collections. So yeah, they were in two of his short story yes. collections. Okay, I don't. Everything's everything's all just one big Kindle book now to me. So I don't really know where <laughs> any of this stuff is. So yeah, but I yeah I'm, I'm planning on going back and reading that stuff now. Um, but yeah, I just read the book, so I was pretty fresh on that when it. Uh... Christie's dancing. Yeah, or something. Visual bits. Yeah. No, I just keep talking. <laughs> what's your turn now, Christy? What's your What's your history oh. with the with the book? Okay. The story. Okay. So, um, I wanted to read American Gods for a really long time. Um, I am, and we don't need to talk about how much of a Neil Gaiman fan I am because you, I've <laughs> like just said so many times how much i adore him yeah if you really um, want to hear about that you can go back to our book episode we did with paul i'm trying to remember when that was yeah. it was a couple episodes ago it was a while oh, it was now. a while back now yeah ten, 10 or so episodes um, back maybe 10 episodes yeah. back probably yeah but um yeah no i uh i heard about it i i had an ex-boyfriend who read american gods and he he kind of like turned me off it for a while he said it, it was really a really hard read and I was like, well, what do you mean? He goes, it's just, it's, it's kind of scattered and it's not very gamey, um, compared to things like Sandman or, um, ooh, sorry, I just noticed a really big daddy long legs in the corner <laughs> of my apartment. Anansi, get out of here. <laughs> Who wants to hear? But, um, ugh, but, uh, yeah, so, um, I've been wanting to read it for a while and then, my Mark bought me a copy of it for Christmas um, and uh, this past year. So I started reading it in book form, and he got me the 10th anniversary edition, which is Neil Gaiman's preferred text. So he went in uh, 10 years after um, the original release and rewrote and reworded and put in some of the stuff he'd taken out with the original version, um, except he did not put back in his uh, mention of Jesus Christ. He George Lucas special editioned it? Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's funny because there was this appendices section and um, he wrote, uh, he put in the section he wrote about Jesus Christ. And I thought that was kind of cool. So to see him on the show was a little frustrating. But anyway, that's neither here nor there until we talk about yeah. it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. But um, so what I ended up doing was I was reading the book and I got about a quarter of the way through the book and then I just didn't have time to read it with Sister Act and all these other things happening. So I started listening to the audiobook. And um, I was the audiobook but a cast recording. So it had a full, a full cast. And Gaiman read some of the excerpts himself. And so I found that was a really enjoyable way of listening to it. Is there anybody notable on the, on the recording? Besides- um, I don't, not really, no. 
Um, though I did think it was actually Ian McShane as um, Mr. Wednesday, but it's just a guy who sounds remarkably like him. Fair enough. So I wouldn't be surprised if that Reed was a bit of an influence for Gaiman into how he wanted the character to sound. Mm-hmm. Well, the, there was a rumor going around they'd offered that role to Nicolas Cage before uh, it. Oh, fell. God. Yeah. <laughs> before it wow. fell to uh, the much superior Ian McShane. So. Yeah. Because I'm going to be, I'm going to be licking his butthole a little bit because he's awesome. So he's amazing. Right. He's amazing. Before we but get to, I just to finished the... <laughs> the book about a week ago. So okay. Um. Well, for me, I've never read American Gods. I've read very little Gaiman. I'm a fan of his overall, mostly for like I've I've read his blog for quite a while and his Facebook posts and stuff like that. And I've always, uh, I've always liked sort of his style, but I've just never been able to find the time to read any of his stuff yet really um i do have a full set of um sandman that i will get to reading someday uh so yeah me going into the show i had not i mean i had heard bits and pieces about american gods and i sort of vaguely knew what it was about but uh i had that was basically it so uh it's perfect for me to be hosting this episode (laughs) seems to be how we kind of tend to do things as we get or sometimes, anyways, we get people that host things that are the least familiar with them. Become, it's an education. Maybe next time I'll host an episode on Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> or Buffy. Or Buffy, the vampire, <laughs> the vampire killer, right, guys? Oh, yeah, God. That's it. You got it. You got it. Nailed it. Yeah. Nailed it. Buffet the vampire Actually, Slashers. you're saying you're Slashers. saying you're saying vampire the way one of the characters will say it eventually, anyway. So you're yeah, not too too far off. <laughs> to Buffet, yeah, Boba Fett the vampire. Oh Slashers. god, <laughs> we need to stop before Mark kills somebody. I think that's, I think that's the episode title: <laughs> Boba Fett the Vampire Slasher. Uh, I, gotta spell, I gotta spell vampire with a Y, right? Like Vamp- vampire, vampire, vampire. It can't just be regular vampire right. spelling. Yeah, right. and, and it needs note. to be all in old English. I'll make a note. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's uh, moving on to the show. Then I just want you guys to give sort of your overall impressions of the season as a whole. Uh, just sort of what you thought about it. Um, if there was, yeah, just just your general impressions of of the whole season overarching. I really enjoyed the show overall. Um, I did think there's some pacing issues. Like, there were some episodes yes. that were, like, kind of... And I know they were going to do this stuff where they, they, they've been talking about veering off and doing side story stuff a little bit as part of the show, like, to kind of expand the universe. But I felt like they leaned a little heavy into that in the first season, where I thought they should be tighter in plot in season one, and then do that expansive stuff going forward, just to mm-hmm. kind of rope people in. Because I felt some of the episodes where they did kind of go and veer off into, like... The, the coming to America stuff that lasted an entire episode was like, wow, guys, this is like, I enjoyed it because I like the book and I'm familiar with the backstories and stuff. But mm-hmm. this is a lot for new watchers or like people who are just getting into this property to be like into. That's why I'm really curious to see what you think, Tim, because like, if you've never read the book, some of the stuff you're probably like, what the fucking fuck are they doing? Like, <laughs> um, wait, did I tell did I tell you guys my professor was on the show? No. no. They did film up here. Like, it filmed in Hamilton in spots, yeah, too, right? No, he was... It's funny that you mentioned that, just as a side note, because my old Mac professor, Peter Cockett, was on... Peter um, who? Peter Cockett. Cockett? Uh, he's English, and he That doesn't was, excuse the um, name, just so we're clear. <laughs> 
Anyway, though, he, you know the episode where Lara was playing the... Um, no, no. She was playing the, the maiden who came across and was, like, set to transportation. Yeah. Yeah. He played her eventual husband. Oh, one, okay. Who, yeah, the guy who ended up... She ended up on the, the plantation. Yeah. He, that was my professor. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Does he do yeah, a lot of, like... Uh... I was like, what? Yeah, crazy. He's done some stuff, but I was more upset because when he, you know, was shirtless and making out with her, I was like, no, Peter, no. That's my professor. This feels wrong. No. Stop <laughs> it. At least it wasn't like a grungy sex scene like some of the other ones. But I was just like, no. <laughs> yeah, there was some raunch in this no. season. Yeah. Um, but, Mark, did you have any other uh, sort of first impressions? No, I mean, I, I'm going to talk about casting. I think most of the casting was pretty spot on. Um. I really enjoyed, I mean, obviously, like Ian McShane. I fucking love Ian McShane. We'll talk about favorite characters a little later on. Yeah. But, like, I think the casting, they nailed the casting for the most part. There is some stuff, like, some of the characters, some, the way they characterize. They made a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of changes to the way they characterize certain people, especially, like, the lead, like, Shadow, especially, is a much different character on the TV show than he is in the book. Yeah. Um, I like him better on the TV show. I, I like them both. I have no problem with either take. It would make, I, we can talk about this ad nauseum like later on in the episode, but it would make a much duller show if he was the way he was in the book on TV. Yeah. Cause he's so yeah. passive in the book that, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Um, all right. Well, I'll go since Mark already sort of prompted me a little bit and said he wanted to know my feelings as, as somebody that wasn't familiar with the book. I also felt that it had some really serious pacing issues. It was just drudgingly slow at times. Mm-hmm. Um and really difficult to know what was going on. Even like I, I I've never read this, but I have a fair amount of experience with this style of story. Like uh, you know, gods is sort of an abstract concept and 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 belief and uh, that sort of thing. Like that that's something that um a lot of comics have played with over the years, and also a lot of other TV shows and stuff like that as well. Um, so yeah, I really wish they'd spent more time working on the pacing and the exposition. I mean. I just watched the uh, season, uh, season finale yesterday and I was like, okay, this is like easily at least 50% of the exposition from the entire season is happening in this episode. Oh yeah. And I mean, I understand that they're going for sort of a slow burn kind of thing, but you've got to, you've still got to keep people engaged and particularly, and they, you know, you're not going to keep people engaged just by showing these characters doing things that you're not actually sure why they're doing these actions or what consequences they have. Like you need to actually know what the motivations are and know like what the fuck they're actually watching, like who this person is and why they're doing this. Not maybe not like a hundred percent, you know, give you every spoon feed you every little bit and piece, but more than they did. I felt like absolutely. Um, yeah. And I agree. And like half the time they, I, I've already started bashing it, but I will say I, I did enjoy the season overall and I am looking forward to more of it. Um, but like, this is the sort of show where even more than like game of Thrones, I had no idea what half of the characters names were. I was like looking up on Wikipedia to be like, who the fuck is this guy? that Kristen Glover is playing. Like what's his actual name? He just walks in the room and yeah, I know that now. But I don't think they ever actually say it on the show. I don't think they, don't think they actually said it. No, oh, they say it. In that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah, they did. But I mean, like, he just walks in the room and starts talking, and there's no introduction. It's just like, here's a guy, and he says things. 
and that's that's how it. Little you know. Yeah. And, how little you know. <laughs> um. So it was just it. I found it somewhat difficult to become particularly invested in it because of that. Uh. And my major concern with it is that it obviously does have a core audience. I mean, Gaiman does have a pretty big following for a writer, but that's not going to be enough to keep the show going on its own. Like they need to engage casual viewers. Um, there's very few shows that have a large enough sort of core audience to sustain, especially, especially a show like this that has such like a massive effects budget and that sort of thing too, a ma- massive production budget. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall there were some parts of it that I was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like some certain vignettes and stuff like that. Some of those coming to America bits were, even though they did detract from the pacing in some ways were like, yeah, that was really well done. And I really liked that. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like kind of like Mark did. Like, it was somewhat scattered at all. It didn't really cohere and hold together really well as sort of a cohesive season. You know, I think yeah. that definitely like if I I was thinking that to myself because uh, I know you were watching it and I was like I don't if I had not read the book how would I be dealing with this? And, how would you know? Yeah, I was like this is this would be the book is very it's intimidatingly like dense in some ways yeah. like there's a lot of information in there. It is very meandering. So like that is something that I felt like they shouldn't translate to the, to the show. Yeah, exactly. Did. When you're going to adapt that to a different media, they just, and they kept that kind of feel to it, which I was like, Oh, that's nice that they kept it because it is behooven to the original for that. But it is yeah. like, I don't think that's the smart way to go, I guess. But like in, in a novelization, right. You can just sit down and, you know, fucking chew through it. If you're that engaged in it, you're just like, I really need to know what's going on here. You yeah. just fucking keep reading. Whereas on a TV show, like fuck, I gotta wait till next week. Yeah. I don't want to bother with it. There's nothing, you know. There's other things on. I'd rather spend time. Absolutely. Oh no, and, I, and I'm totally, I'm right there with you because that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like, if I didn't, if I wasn't like a fan of the book, I'd mm-hmm. be like hard pressed to be like, oh yeah, I want to keep watching this right now. Or I yeah. would I wait and binge it at the end or something like that. Like if it, if the the reviews stayed positive or something. But yeah, it was it was a it was a weird sit if you weren't like engaged in the media in the in the property already. Kind yeah. Of. Well, how about our resident gaming fan, Christy? What's your what were your general impressions? Well, I think it's pretty similar to you guys, actually, um, in a lot of the cases. But um, I actually okay, I felt it was a little bit Luke Cagey in the beginning of the series. Real strong, real engaging, really cool. Well, the pilot was fucking amazingly well done. I thought yes, and I thought you know there was a lot of. Um, really amazing risks that they took for um, some of the storytelling in the way that like they uh, had to step away from Gaiman's uh, work and um, the world that he had created. But I also found it extremely frustrating at times because of these massive changes they made to the book um, from the book. Like um, one of the characters, I don't know if I should even, I don't know how much spoilery it is to talk about because like, um, uh, it's just, one of the just characters, go not spoil it. Like, yeah. Well, for Tim. Oh, for Tim. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> like, there's one character who is definitely, definitely dead in the books. Like, super dead. Just, like, died real early, too. And now they've made oh. this huge flushed out character. You can, you can spoil book shit, because I don't know when the fuck I'm going to have time to read okay. the book. Because it's Sweeney. Okay. Um... And he's not a leprechaun. I mean, he's a leprechaun in the book, but like he's not the one that meets. And Laura's not the character that's represented in that vignette with my professor. That's a totally different character. And she's feeding the piskies, 
not the leprechauns. And like the fact they mixed that and that bothered me. And there was like moments. Laura does not get in a second car accident in the book. She's not as much of a bitch in the book. You don't get the kind of backstory that she has in the book. She died with her, uh, with their but they added- cock in his in her mouth. Well, no, they, that that happened in the book. <laughs> that happened in the book. Good. But like her, I don't give a shit attitude in the book is because she's dead. Because she's like, you know, there's a lot that happens. Like after you're dead, you just kind of stop caring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where her attitude is coming from. Not, and not that she was a she cunt really- in life. Yeah, like she genuinely did love Shadow in the book. You get that sense, yeah. like it wasn't after death or anything. You're like, oh no, she really did love him. Yeah. Um, and there are a number of other things that I just, to me, I, I just didn't like some of the character stuff they did, so, like Laura running away from Anubis, like all of these, all there were just these things that her character's completely changed and way more engaged in the in the show than she is in the book. She was in the book like five times. And then, like, Bilquis, the one black character who's all about seduction and sex. And oh, yeah, the one that... eats men with her vagina. Yeah, weirdly eats men with her vagina. That... The visual effects were really good. That could have been done better. <laughs> I think they were trying to... The thing is, though, that was, a, I think, as risky as they were willing to go. Yeah. You can't show the labia, like, opening. No, but I mean... Oh, oh, the ibuprofen. It's... <laughs> It's the sort of thing where if you're going to show it, show it. If you're not going to, just imply it. Yeah. Well, I think that's what they were trying to do. Sorry, guys. Oh. <laughs> wow. I've never had pills hit that hard all at once like that before. Oh, that feels so I hard. have, but they were like opiates, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Um, oh, need some help? Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so I. I don't know. I was, I was frustrated because I, I really the book to me was not my favorite thing that Gaiman's ever done, and I understood what they were trying to do with the show. But again, they just didn't. I think the season two will be better. I think it's how like Game of Thrones season one was really good, but did it did improve until season four? Well, Game of Thrones season <laughs> one was like almost a complete. Like if you go back and rewatch it, it's almost a completely separate story from what Game of Thrones is now. So it's just yeah. a setup. So almost, I kind right? of, yeah. I kind of have a feeling that that's what's going to happen with American Gods. And like Bill Quist shows up twice in the book, once to um, uh, eat vagina, or eat men with her vagina, and two, um, she's just like a, a side character to show what can happen to the gods yeah. and that they actually can die. Because a Electro Boy or Whatever Technical boy. Is. Technical boy, thank you. Yeah, I had to um, look up his fucking name before we started yeah, here, because I was just like, oh, this little asshole millennial kid. That yeah. was what I basically also, was to him. that's not who he is in the book. He's like this really overweight, well, acneed nerd who doesn't know how to fit in with the world. Yeah, but it's also like, that's transposing it 15 years later, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. That's true. That's true. But like, to make him thin and somewhat-ish good-looking, I was like, no! Nah, yeah, but he's just and, like a snotty millennial kid now. Like that's I, I that was one that I like they translated that and I was like I have no problem with the way they did that because like in 2001 you would be like yeah the 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 guy who kind of personifies the internet would be like the fat basement dweller shithead, right? That's yeah. Crazy. Whereas like now it's just like the fucking asshole on Xbox Live. Like that's what that kid was to me. Was like that that shithead that's yeah. on the PlayStation network that yeah. talks about my mom. Like <laughs> Yeah. That's true. That's him. Yeah. That's a good like, point. The kids. That's a good point. But um 
And that's true. And like smoking a vape was a very good touch. Well, they but, talked about um, him smoking shit uh, in, in the book. Yeah, yeah. Made, it was made of like bites and things. Yeah, it was like, like chips um, and shit like that. It smelled like burning yeah. computer parts or something, they say in the book. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so there were a lot of things that um, they changed. And I'm not sure necessarily needed the changing. Um, but I mean, something like that, I will relent and I will say, okay. But like creating Bill Quist's character into this, you know, big story arc frustrated me because she gets offered by technical boy to um join their side and she's like nah and she doesn't even realize it's him because gods don't even recognize gods sometimes yeah and then he runs her down with his car and like just decimates her and destroys her and she's not an important part of the book but now i'm intrigued to see what they do with her but um taking her to the like the um what's it called on the rock uh, house on the rock house on the rock like that doesn't happen in the book and they did, they actually didn't get that far but they moved around timeline pieces i don't know maybe it's just because it was a, off of a fresh read listen but i don't know I, I i'm intrigued by season two but i was a little frustrated especially by the final episode of american gods which i thought was poorly done all right well we've already talked a little bit then about uh chrissy's already sort of segued it into what i wanted to talk about next which was sort of Book, ver- book versus show. Uh, so, did you have anything more to add on on differences that were particularly stark, or differences you thought were justified and well done? Well, I mean, you already said quite a bit there, but if there's anything else, or if Mark had anything in particular, well, there's that, there's uh, characterization differences that they made. Like we talked about, Shadow being a much more proactive kind of protagonist in the mm-hmm. show. Like he's a much more active participant in what's going on around him in the show than he is in the book. In the book, he's very like. Shit just kind of happens around him, and he just happens to be in there and doing stuff. But feel, not- it sounds almost like in the book he's... Um, Mark, you've read Kingdom Come, right? Yes. He's like the pastor in Kingdom Come kind of thing. Like yeah, He's a he crucial is- character, and he's the, the vehicle character for the audience, but he's not yeah. particularly active in the storyline. Yeah, that's actually a pretty good comparison, Like if you're going to compare it to something like that. It is, he is very much like the viewpoint character for everybody, mm-hmm. but he's way more passive in terms of like how he reacts to things in the in the book like him throwing a fit and like swearing and shit like he does in the show does not happen in the book like maybe no. once or twice he kind of gets a little bit upset but like in the book in the show he's like pretty consistently shown to be like what the fuck is going on and why the fuck is this happening and what the fuck just happened and where's that guy's fucking head and shit like that and like, i feel like he if he was passive in the show though like, as somebody who hasn't read the book, I would have been like, why the fuck is this guy just okay with this? You know, and that's and that's the one change that I'm completely fine with, because yeah. he would be a fucking horrible protagonist for a TV show. <laughs> if he just stood there and was like, oh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's fine. That's good. <laughs> so, like, the fact that he's, like, kind of thrown by everything going on makes more sense yeah. to me. Um, they did do some stuff where he was more, like, actively a criminal in his backstory than he was in the book. Like, it didn't feel like he was, like, a career criminal in the book. A grifter or whatever. Yeah, where like it kind of felt like he kind of I want to say like fell into that, and that's how he kind of ended up in jail in the book. Whereas this in the in the show, he's much more like I'm a fucking petty thief kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what other characters they like. Those are the, yeah, him and Laura they changed a lot, and that kind of well, uh, Vulcan is a totally new character, is he not? Yeah, but like it was Gaiman who created him apparently in the writers' room. Like that yeah. was something he actively was like part of. Like he's still involved in the process. So like anything they make changes to, like I feel like he's there, kind of like okaying yeah. it. So I'm like, if Gaiman's in the room saying yes, then I'm fine. That's whatever. Yeah. But 
Yeah, there is. I don't know. I don't. I'm not as bent out of shape out of, about most of it as like I'm more willing to kind of just go for the ride at this point because the book is like I I was concerned about how it would translate across to a TV show because it is kind of a meandery kind of slow paced book. Like there mm-hmm. kind of there's little vignettes of stuff happening and like it doesn't all really tie. To, it never really actually all ties together quite as tightly into as tight a bow as you probably want like a TV show to end. Mm-hmm. So it is yeah. going to be a little bit of a weird. I've already got that action. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think, like, for the most part, like, I don't know what else you want to talk about in terms of that. Like, I think that some of the stuff, like, some of the casting, like, the way they portrayed some of the people was, like, pretty much dead on or really worked really well for the TV show. Like, Orlando Jones as Mr. Nancy's amazing. Yeah, but he's supposed to be an old black man in that show. Yeah. In the, in the book. In the book, yeah. Well, he's, he, in the show, I feel like he's got that old, like, he's got the soulfulness and, like, the presence of an old black man. Like, he's, got like sort of that old old soul feel to him even if the character himself isn't visually you know an old black dude yeah but yeah no it's true but um no i i'm okay with the the nancy change and um i really 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 liked their pick for um not balrog uh turnabog turnabog yeah i thought he was fantastic i liked him in until dawn and i liked him in this Uh (laughs) peter Peter stormari classic classic character actor He's he's very 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 good. Poor poor man's poor man's lay on. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I just find that um, I I liked most of the casting. I liked their choice for Shadow a lot. But it's like what Mark was saying, very 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 different from the book. And the book Shadow probably wouldn't have worked. People would have been like, uh, do something. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Because there's there's one point in the book that Lara says to him, like, I know you're alive, but you're not really. Yeah. And she's talking about how he's like, Just how he's living, thing. but he's not alive. Yeah, because he's, he takes, he does what he's told. He takes no risks, um, save if someone else tells him to do it. He, like, robotic. Is he, is he black in the book? Oh, yes. Okay. Well, Not that that of. matters they, too much. It's not like that plays really heavily into the character or anything, but. There's a there's a thing in uh, on the Wikipedia article where Neil Gaiman talks about like how he pictured him. He pictured him like The Rock, like as kind of that peanut butter complexion, yeah. like not <laughs> specifically. No, it's true though. It's true. He talks Caramel about macchiato. Like, Goddamn right. Yeah. yeah. Super hot. Um, <laughs> dark, Man, Mark's Mark's just jerking off all over his uh, all his all his love interests this episode. Yeah, for sure. That's so funny because I'm like in my brain. I'm like, no, but yeah, no, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but that's but that's how he that's that's who he compares him to. He's like I would I picture him as the Rock, like he's like mm-hmm. a, not descriptively specifically any particular race, but like darker skin than like he's not white, obviously, but he's a big kind of nondescript race guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's, shit, that guy's been uh, in a ton of stuff. Sorry, I'm just looking up. I just have uh, Peter Stormare has Peter Stormare. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, he's he's a massive character actor, movies like, and TV. He was on fucking. He's in Constantine. He was in fucking. John Wick. He was in. He was oh, in sorry, John Wick lot, uh, Jurassic, the second Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, Jurassic he was Park. in Fargo. Yeah. He was in Nacho Libre. He was in, the, he was in the Big Lebowski. Armageddon. That's right. That's right. He was in the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, oh no. He's he's fucking been around forever. Yeah, that's true. Fuck. He's kind of one of those like go to like uh, Eastern European villain kind of characters. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, let's move on. I, I feel like we have to talk about the the visual aspects of this show. 
Because that was one thing that I thought that they just fucking knocked out of the park. Like, the visuals oh, overall yeah. were just fucking stunning. Yeah, this is, like... It's so, it's, well, it's Hannibal, right? Well, it's Brian Fuller. Hannibal Brian guy. Fuller, right? Yeah. yeah, Brian Fuller loves his uh, scenery porn. Mm-hmm. And he's just killing it on this show. Like, this is... It almost feels like they... I don't know who they have working on it in terms of, like, cinematography and stuff like that. But it almost feels like they must have had somebody in there drawing... Like, really doing an in-depth job doing the... Um, the storyboarding for everything because it like is very like it's shot very well and on top of like the effects work and stuff like that they're doing to kind of pop things is really mm-hmm. well done so like, i didn't have a problem with like the way you didn't like the way they did the bilquist stuff i liked the way they did that because it doesn't like they couldn't obviously like yeah they're not going to show labia and stuff but like i liked the, the the camera distortions they used to kind of like yeah. fulfill that effect like i thought it was yeah. really yeah. cleverly done so yeah um, but I mean, overall, like the, I, it was a really good use of effects. Like it wasn't masturbatory really. Like it was really, uh, as we often say in service of the story rather than just like for the sake of having it kind of thing. It wasn't, you know, Mike, Michael Bay, except for that big massive CGI cock in that one episode. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, it also married a lot of different types of effects. Uh, so it had like. There, there was, like, stop motion used at some points. There was a lot of, obviously, like, makeup effects and practical effects. There were a lot of camera tricks used. There was also a lot of, like, CGI. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was... It really ran the gamut. Uh, I think it... I would venture to say, like, it raised the bar for, like, TV, TV effects overall. Yeah, definitely. And they're obviously spending a lot of money on this show, at least in the first mm-hmm. season. We'll see how that continues to, like, traipse along as the show continues. But, like, they definitely are putting a good amount of money into, like, the look and feel of everything. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it did feel very like movie esque in the way it's shot. And, like, oh yeah, it felt super cinematic. Together. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, visually, I felt like even though the story and the pacing wasn't necessarily cohesive, I thought that the visual style overall was pretty consistent and pretty cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and 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 to that extent, I mean, maybe it's it's a little bit of a case of sort of style over substance yeah. in some in some ways. Um. That uh, actually makes me think just really quick. As a complete side note, what was with that scene with the with the sword, Mark? What's where the where the fuck did that come the from? The Vulcan, where where Vulcan makes the sword for Wednesday. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the book. No, no. but that's what we were just talking about. Vulcan is the character that Gaiman made uh, in the oh. writers' room for this. That it, I guess it was based on sort of a concept or something that he'd had previously, but didn't get to incorporate into the book. Yeah. And so oh, when okay. Show, Sorry. He was I... Like, yeah, let's put this in. I didn't catch on to that. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a really effective. Uh, it was. It was really cool. Like that, that whole that whole sex section with the city that, you know, was basically based around munitions manufacturing and everything. And yeah. the dude that got chopped up into the machinery and got incorporated into the bullets and everything. Yeah. And he's, yeah. he's the sacrifice to that god, too, right? Like yeah. To Vulcan. Yeah. 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 And that was cool. I, I did like that sort of... Uh, the use of of sacrifice overall, like uh, Laura was a sacrifice to uh, was it to Odin? No, yeah. to to Wednesday, but like to Wednesday, yeah, yeah. Who is uh, Odin? But yeah. spoilers, yeah, yeah, which we find out in the last five minutes of the fucking season. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little <laughs> bit earlier than you would. They they they, don't, they like you can kind of pick it up in the book if you're paying attention to what's going on. But like, oh yeah, they oh, yeah. don't come out and say it till much later in the book. So there's like plot elements that have been moved around here and there. So like, mm-hmm. 
Because I don't think they meet uh, Easter till a little bit later, right? Like it's they don't meet Easter till way down. Yeah, Easter has never has an interaction with Lara. Um, it is never implied Laura. that Lara was. Yeah, you said Lara. Lara. Sorry, Laura. <laughs> Laura. Cumberpatch, Cumberpatch, Laura. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a totally Call different back. like. No, that's just because you're fucking uh, like you're massive clip boner for Benedict Cumberbatch. So yeah, for yeah. for Lizard Man. Yeah, of course. <laughs> He's beautiful. We all know. Anyway. We all know Christie's affinity for scaly penises. <laughs> yeah. The minute I saw a fucking Turian in Andromeda, I was immediately just like, Mer? just dropped her pants. Six to midnight. But, um... <laughs> no. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no, spring doesn't show up until about two-thirds of the way through the book. And also, um, she, uh, like I said, she has no interaction with Lara. And you don't find out that he's Odin until it's um, the on the rock. What's House on the house Rock. House on the Rock. Yeah, House <laughs> on the Rock. Which is a real place, apparently. Yep. It is. I, All the places that they talk about yeah. are real. I know somebody that, that lives up in like uh, Wisconsin or like Western Illinois or something that apparently went to House on the Rock very recently. Nice. Yep. It's, it looks like a fucking um, crazy place. I want to go there really bad. Well, apparently, yeah. uh, I was reading something about it. They were like, uh, the actual House on the Rock is even crazier than it's portrayed in the book. So if they actually shot there, I'm curious to see how, if they used it to mm-hmm. build into the show, because that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, no, it was, uh, so there was that, and I was expecting to see, like, him actually take the form that, like, he does in um, House on the Rock uh, when he started to say who he was, and I was like, ooh, ooh, cool. But What, do you mean, like, a little Anthony Hopkins? Place. We had, like, the face in the clouds or whatever, right? Hardy har. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it wasn't in the same kind of capacity they described insanity in the the same with Anansi, like to see. I guess I don't really. Maybe they don't know how they would um, portray it, but um, it's it's really cool in the book. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, overall, yeah, the the visuals were really really good. I felt like the production value overall was really high. I also felt like the music was really strong and added mm-hmm. to it a lot. Like not just, I mean, not just the songs that they chose, but the original score as well was really well suited. My only problem I had was the uh, the opening theme. Feels like kind of a ripoff of Trent Reznor's cover of Immigrant Song from. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can't remember what what he used that for. Yeah, but the the opening, like the visuals of the opening, the are, visuals are really, of the opening really are too. awesome. Yeah, but I, it's the first thing I heard was like that sounds like the Karen O cover of Immigrant Song from one of his movies. I can't remember which one it is now. It I can the, hear it in my head, but I can't. It was remember. one of the Fincher movies. Oh, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. I've I've heard that version of the song, but I haven't watched that movie yet. I've, well, I've seen the movie. I I want to watch. I want to watch the uh, the original one movies the, before I watch. You're, the, you're, you're gonna hate the American one if you watch the original one first because it's so <laughs> much better. Like so much better. The original ones or the yeah. American one? Oh yeah, no, the Swedish one or whatever it is. Yeah, is so much better. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, uh, we've already talked quite a bit about, uh, or everybody's sort of given some hints in terms of characters they really enjoyed or. Did not so. How about we jump into that? Who, who did you really enjoy as characters? Who could you have done less with? Um, I, de- I mean, obviously, right off the gate, it's uh, Ian McShane, like as Mister yeah. Wednesday, is just all over that fucking show. He's so good, beautifully um, cast for sure. Oh, absolutely. Ian McShane like could read the fucking phone book, and I'd probably pay to watch it. But like, 
he's so perfect in that role. Like, it's just that kind of sleazy, griftery, like, you don't really know what's going on. He's always mysterious, mysterious, but charming. So you want to trust him. Like, he's just so it's good at that eyebrows. role. Yeah. And he's been good at that role. Like, okay. <laughs> He's been good at that role since fucking Deadwood, though. Like, he's been playing the same kind of, like, shifty bad guy since that show. And, like, just knows how to do it properly every time. Just kills it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I can't what? say enough. Why, good- the- Why the fuck does he have uh, heterochromia? Why does he have two different color eyes? He has a glass eye. Oh, okay. Odin's lost an eye, right? Think- oh, okay. Think Thor. Like, he's yeah, lost yeah. an eye, so he's got a glass eye. All right. I didn't, yeah. That makes yeah. sense now. Yeah, because they really play. That's one of the visual things I really like is that they they'll play up. They go, they obviously go in and CGI shit to like clear that eye out, but like they'll play up how much how different the color of that eye is. Yeah, in in long shots of him, so he'll be walking from far away, and you can really blatantly see the mm-hmm. the glass eye in the right eye. Mm-hmm. Is really they like, they really punch that up a lot, and I think it's really interesting um, the way they do that. But like Ian McShane is just like. He's obviously there's some scenes where he's like chomping on the scenery a little bit, but he's having like, yeah. he's doing such a good job of it that I can't really fault him for anything. Like he's very much the centerpiece of the show, I think. So. Yeah, no, his his performances are just like they're out. He's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Um. Who else do I really like? I do like the guy who's playing Shadow quite a bit too. Actually, like he's he's doing a pretty good job. He's like a fucking um, uh, like soap opera actor. I think. Let's see what else has he actually been in. Um, TV. Oh, the One Hundred. I guess he's been in. Oh, okay. My sister watches that. I was like, I recognized him from somewhere, but Hollyoaks, which apparently is a show that ran for two hundred and thirty-eight episodes, and which I've never heard before. No. Oh, me neither. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, NCIS. Oh, that's just like a one-episode thing. So, holy shit, he's British. Yeah, you didn't know that. Everybody's no, British on this show. Heard. Literally, everybody on this show is British. Gillian no. Anderson is not. She was raised Kristen in. Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth is not. Jillian Anderson was raised in the UK, though. Yeah, she's she doesn't speak with an, that accent. But uh, wow, okay. She can put it on really well. You ever seen uh, The Fall? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a British show, but it's on Netflix. She plays like a a troubled detective, like every fucking British TV show is. Yeah. I think. <laughs> but she she puts on a British accent like spot on. Like it's like she was clearly raised around British people because she can. If not fall into it, then emulate it very accurately. Yeah. But either way, yeah, she's not using it on this show, obviously. Um, there's a funny little bit of like weird kind of sideline trivia, though, is that this is airing at the same time as the Twin Peaks um, mm-hmm. thing. And that's obviously a David Duchovny. Like, has Duchovny been on the new Twin Peaks? Uh, yes, he had one scene as the cross-dressing. Uh, has, he, has he come back? Director. Yeah, yeah, he had one scene in one oh, episode. That's uh, awesome. As, yeah. I just think it's funny that they're both on competing shows now when they're going to go back together and start working on X-Files in a couple months so they can do the next <laughs> season. Really yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be very ouroboros Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Twin, Twin Peaks, which definitely spun out of... Uh, or uh, X-Files was definitely spun out very heavily of Twin Peaks. Yeah. I've been fucking loving Twin Peaks. we got to have a Twin Peaks episode. i gotta, I got to finish watching, rewatching it. I'm uh, yeah. 10 episodes into the original yeah. series. Nice. Uh, once I cut through that, we'll figure out if if Chrissy's not going to watch it, then maybe we can we can do a, a bonus episode with Paul. I think he's yeah. watching it, or we can do a two man. I'll, I'll try so, and get so good. as much as I can, but I've just never I've never been exposed to it. It's a the original series, especially, can be kind of a tough sit. And from what I understand, the new season is like balls to the fucking wall, like 
exactly or, or, like the yeah it's super lynchian yeah like lynchy like but it's like his more like movie like intense kind of thing like it's not as yeah like the tv show is a little bit more passive because it was on broadcast like they're not having mm-hmm. to pull their punches okay. from what i yeah. gather like no, I'm, I, I understand it's pretty fucking balls to the wall in terms of like content so. yeah i'm excited to watch it i'm fucking right in but yeah it was, it's been really good um, we're talking about american gods Let's we're talk talking about american gods yeah. so i really liked uh I really, I actually really like Laura. I mean, she's not a lovable character to no. any extent, but I enjoy that they have this character that is deeply fucking flawed, that is a major character that you're n- sort of not sure whether you should be rooting for or not kind of thing. Well, she's pretty, like, not, like, she's kind of a non-entity in the book. Like, she doesn't have a lot of backgrounds no. who are in the book, so I like that they added it. I'm, I'm not sure if I would have done it as extremely nihilistic as they have yeah. it in the show, <laughs> but it, like, I don't mind it. And I think the actress is, like, playing it pretty well like she's got kind of like a she's pretty i don't know what the actress is like regularly but she's playing that detached kind of like broken person pretty well, well so, I just, you yeah. know what it is it's she's extremely talented um as an actress like you know did you ever watch um what was that show it just came out with like um elijah wood and uh dirk i'm gonna go dirk no Hall. then wilfred gently dirk gently oh dirk gently yeah. the holistic Holistic de- yeah. Detective Agency. I've heard of it. I've heard good things it was, about it, but I haven't really watched it fun. yet. Um, but there was a girl in it who was absolutely phenomenal as an actress. And, like, she was totally... Um, I'm glad she was used in the show because, like, she just had one of those amazing character roles that you, you wish you could play as an actor. Um, but uh, with, La- with Laura, um, I just found that, like... <laughs> Nailed I just it. found that she was um, <laughs> sometimes her performance was a little uh, I, don't, I don't really know how to describe it like there wasn't a lot of substance to her hate it was just that she wasn't happy with the world I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing though because like some, that's just some people I feel like there are people like that and, and it's interesting to, to see that in media right like normally you see people with really clear motivations or something like that, where she's just sort of like nebulously, like I just don't get life kind of thing. You know, yeah. I just, I just want to escape kind of thing. Like no matter how happy I am or however, you know, good things are for me, I want to fucking cover the bathtub and spray fucking bug spray all over, you know? And, and that was a weird, that was a weird. Of yeah. <laughs> I think it was supposed to yeah. imply that shadow always was kind of there to save her. Yeah. But yeah, um, see that. But she's very, she's very much not like a Mary, like a uh, I don't want to say Mary Sue kind of character, but like a uh, you know damsel just there, to, kind of yeah, thing. damsel in distress, like just there to be saved by Shadow. Like she is very much active on her own. Oh, she has very much, especially in the show, she has very much her own agency, which is kind of cool to see. Yeah, and I do like, like, I know it's different from the book, but I like that they like tied her in with Sweeney, yeah, and oh, that they're yeah. kind of no, doing I, the road trip actually... like buddy cop, like. Hate each other, but kind of get along, kind of yeah. respect each other. Shit, road movie, uh, the like Dutch kind of. Yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun. So I don't know. I've been enjoying that character too. Like the Sweeney character has oh, yeah. been really fun. I don't know who that actor is. Yeah. But he's, he's pretty funny. It's, he's Pablo Schreiber. Have you watched uh, Mark? I'm guessing you have not watched uh, Orange Is the New Black. <gasps> oh no! God, I keep getting told I should watch it. No. It's uh, it's the dude that knocks up Via in the first what? season. And then, like, pieces out once he finds... Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, porn stash. You know that that porn stash guy from Orange is the New Black? Yeah, from American Gods. Ah! 
<laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's not at all fucking uh, uh, Irish. Irish, but apparently that guy has. Yeah, it is pretty good. Oh, apparently he's Canadian. He's from British Columbia. I was um, shooting it up there, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, but um, apparently he's also talked about, or he's expressed interest in being like the next uh, on-screen Wolverine. I can see it. I, I saw I saw that sort of kicking around this past week as well, so well, that was interesting. I can see it. Yeah. Um, eh. I just yeah. like the, I just like, even the visual of the, the visual of the two of them wandering around this giant fucking ginger dude and this like she's so <laughs> petite like so tiny and they're yeah. sort of walking together and she's just beating the shit out of him and stuff it just makes me laugh like, yeah picking him up by his nutsack and shit <laughs> and throwing weird. him across the fucking room and yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty funny I, li- I like yeah. their I do like their little like the shtick that they have going on yeah the dynamic that they have going on no, it makes I me kind of laugh that's one so. thing I yeah. was really I was totally fine with them changing in the book was the relationship there and the development of Sweeney's character because he's like he's compelling in this. Yeah, well, he doesn't really have a lot to do in the book, right? Like he kind of shows up, beats up Shadow, and then like kind of unceremoniously coin trick, and that's it. And then kind of unceremoniously he's disposed of later, right? Like doesn't they don't really do much with him? And I'm wondering if they're gonna get to that point eventually, because like oh, he's definitely gonna die. Oh yeah, absolutely. But like I, I'm curious <laughs> to see how far along into the show they'll be before they do that, because like there's big plot points that they've touched on in the show already that they they are much later in the book where like they haven't hinted at in the, in the show yet about other things that have gone on before that. Like it's just, it, everything's all kind of timey wimey fucked up right now in terms of how things yeah. are happening. So wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. I, I didn't notice it until, um, recently, but in the intro with all of the cars, mm-hmm. did you see that Mark? No. What, what are we talking about? In the intro, which is we should talk about at some point, which is fantastic, um, the uh, when they're moving up the the ladder of all of the gods, yeah, up and the totem pole, yeah, yep, the totem pole. Um, thank you. Uh, there's a scene where there's all these cars plugged into something, yeah, and I was like, ooh, because they haven't even gotten to the that part of the book yet or the show yet. You remember yeah, don't don't about. spoil that part for me if it's something no, that is no. going to happen later in the show, probably. No. Um, Mark, right. do you know well, what I'm talking about? What's that? Sorry, I'm watching it again. Oh. <laughs> the You'll opening? See. You'll see. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Mr. World. Like, I love Crispin Glover overall. I'm a huge fucking sucker for his. Like, he's such a fucking weirdo. And every character that he does is always just captivating. So uh, I really enjoyed his performance. I mean, he didn't have a whole lot to do, but I really liked it. Uh, what I did he's, see of him, there's Plus a lot the more him coming. His, yeah, and the effects on his character were oh. maybe some of the best of maybe the best of the entire season. They were so cool. He's in the thing is that Crispin Glover is such a brilliant silent crazy. Yeah, quiet, reserved, restrained, yeah. kind of kind of insane. Crazy yeah. Is a good um yeah, he's a good yeah. get for them too. So apparently when he um like the intro of him into the show um that's how he walked in and like did his um what do you call audition. it his audition mm. like that's pretty much like the, they were like that's so fucking good that like we're just gonna use that as the intro <laughs> to mr world when he walks into the interrogation room nice. yeah i mean he's uh, well he's um I mean, he's a weird guy in real life too, and and he's very picky about the roles that he 
will uh, will do as well. So that's why he doesn't do a whole lot of movies and stuff like that now. Um, like he's done his own like movies and stuff like that that are just like non narrative, super fucking weird kind of yeah. things. Um, and so to see him, yeah, to see him actually do, uh, you know, a, even a TV show, no less. Like I don't know if he's ever done TV before. I'd have to look it up. This, this might be the first fucking thing he's ever done on TV. I'm on the Wikipedia page. I can look that up real quick. Uh, I mean, most of what he's done is film and maybe stage and that sort of thing. But and and he's written a bunch of books too. But oh, he's done some other. Oh, he's on the. Not a lot. Not po- like post uh, Back to the Future. The only things he's ever done are a funnier die short. Yeah. Um, Texas Rising. Texas Rising, whatever the fuck that is, and American Gods. So, yeah, he's only done three TV roles in the past, like, ten years. Oh, Jesus. It's a ten-hour television miniseries based on the Texas Revolution against Mexico and how the Texas Rangers were created. Whoa. It's a History Channel specialty. Also starring Bill Paxton, <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Ray Liotta, Brendan Fraser, Olivier... Wow, that's a... Uh, the, the superstar... Cynthia Dan Robinson. Theater. Yeah, it's a crazy fucking cast. Yeah. Mark Chris, that and tell us to watch Chris, it later. Chris Christopherson's <laughs> in it, too. Huh. That's insane. That's fucked. I've never even heard of this. this Jeffrey insane. Dean Morgan's in it as well. Yeah, yeah. Like Thomas him. Thomas Jane. Yeah. Jesus. Holy fuck! This cast is fantastic. <laughs> how did I? How did nobody hear about this? Yeah. Uh, maybe it was just. Is it not 20, here? Twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. I don't huh. know. What was what was it rated, Mark? Oh, I don't. I'm on the Wikipedia page. I'm just looking that. Oh, I don't okay. see any reviews or anything. The uh, let's see. I'm on the. Wikipedia page for it. Where's the reviews are down towards the bottom. Usually critical response. Oh, it's very long. Oh, geez. 13% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. That explains that. Metacritic 52 out of 100. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the Metacritic. Now. Not, not so hot. That's too bad. Cause that sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds like it could be really good, but uh, all right. Any That's other, not. any other really standout performances that uh, you guys <laughs> Want to you know make what? note of? Yeah. We, we talked about her, but we didn't really talk about uh, Jillian Anderson. She's fantastic. Tim's got something oh. to say. I, I, I liked it. I mean, she was one of the characters that was like hyped up more than any of the others in the promos and stuff like that. And I felt like it didn't quite live up to the level of hype. Like it was, it was a good serviceable performance, but it wasn't like it wasn't like world changing for me or anything. Yeah. You know what? It wasn't Mr. World changing. Uh, um, you know what? I I thought that she played her performance was uneven. Yeah. Um, there were some she, some of those yeah. some of the characters she embodied really well, and others she was clearly uh, reaching for. Yeah, like when she was playing Lucy. Um, yeah. When she was like, "Do you ever want to see Lucy's tits?" I was like, "Ah, Juliet Anderson!" <laughs> Even though I hate that word, get it out of here. But um, I I her Bowie was. Okay. Her yeah, the Bowie was the le- was the le- weakest of all of them. Yet. Yeah. Um, but I thought everything else was like it was pretty good. But like, you could definitely tell what she was comfortable with and what she wasn't um wasn't huge on. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I like my- I liked her kind of like um. She was ethereal. Yeah, but I, I kind of like the way she is kind of like the matriarch of the new gods too. Like she kind of like mm-hmm. puts everybody in their place, but like. But like the slutty matriarch. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? Well, it depends on the character she takes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Lucy shouldn't have been that slutty, and she still was. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, but, uh, 
I actually, you know what? I really, um, I actually really enjoyed Kristen uh, Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Chenoweth. Uh, Chenoweth. Chenoweth is spring. She was good. I mean, we didn't get to see too much of her, but no. what we did get to see as uh, as austere was totally really good. different than what I pictured from the book too. Because I, yeah, you describe her as much more like voluptuous. I was kind of picturing like my first, like my when I was picturing when I was reading it was probably more Christina Hendricks than mm. uh, Kristen Chenoweth, but she would have been good too. Yeah, but she was I, really good. Yeah, no, for me it was more that um, if they had to pick someone that embodied Spring as an actress, I was like, yeah, okay, um, that makes sense. Easter, um, yeah. But uh, I, I, I just uh, I thought she, her her makeup was uneven and it kept bothering me. Like she was really really dark, like just super tanned in some shots. Then you get up close and she was like glowing, and I was like, what's happening? Um, but I also did not like how she took away spring. Doesn't that happen in a book? Doesn't that happen? Doesn't that well, happen in a book? I wonder if that was just like a, hey, we need a big like season end cliffhanger kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 That'll, so get, let's, that'll, let's get turned around. that'll get turned around like two minutes into the fucking, into the next season. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. But be like, okay, we see your point. Bring it back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, I, uh, I thought her performance was, was really good. Um, I'm trying to think of like who else I really enjoyed. I actually really one of my favorite. Uh, are we going to talk about episodes that we really liked, Tim? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll I'll get there. And An- uh, I mean, Orlando Jones as the Nancy was really good. I was about to say his opening. Yeah, that was in, amazing. When he was introduced, was yeah. outstanding. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can tell he was really enjoying getting to do that fucking monologue. Right? He was just like, "I am happy to be doing this material right now." Mm-hmm. Like he really fucking killed it. So oh, and he, I mean, out of everybody on the show, he like probably chewed the most fucking scenery. I don't know. It's between him and Ian McShane. I think they they must have been having. They must have a bet. Ian, but Ian McShane's like performances, even when he was like sort of you know really hamming it up, was was still a little more subdued. Like yeah, I guess fucking like that was like Anansi was just a big fucking performance. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah. He's a big, big, bold fucking character. I did like yeah. the way they played the sisters too. Like uh, I can't remember the yes. like, I can't remember the, the, the evening star and the morning star and the midnight star. Yeah, the the Yeah, no, the Zoria sisters. Yeah, Zoria Putincheska or something. I thought I thought they were pretty. They were pretty book accurate and they were well played. Plus the one who played the the midnight sister, like the the youngest one, she's beautiful. Yeah, but. That episode, more than any of the others, was the one I, I having not read the books, was the most fucking lost. Oh, absolutely. If you hadn't read the book, yeah. that would have been the, the worst fucking episode to watch. Yeah, it made to. no fucking sense whatsoever. Like, I have no idea who any of these people are, why the fuck I give a shit about them, why Wednesday cares about them, anything like that. Yeah. So. And the thing is that you actually don't figure it out until much later in the book anyway. So yeah. a lot of people who are... Um, when you were reading the book, it was a lot of that too, just being like, "What the fuck?" There is definitely like there. There is a uh, parallel between the book and the in the show in terms of that. Like, there is some stuff in the book where they do not spell it out, and they kind of spell it out. They feed you little bits and pieces as you go along, which is not a great way to do TV though to keep people kind of engaged. So there is that mm-hmm. kind of aspect of it, but yeah. I don't know. Um. All right. Any other really good performances before we move on to maybe less favorite characters? Well, we talked about Chernabog. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Peter's he was really well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. His uh, when he was holding the mallet or the sledgehammer. Yeah, it started bleeding. Chest game, and I was like, oh. 
I wish he'd been in it more, and he will be, but... Yeah. yeah. I did like, um, and it was kind of like a, a, a B character, but Audrey, the, uh, the wife of the guy uh, Laura was blowing. Oh, yes. I thought yeah, she yeah. was. I, I thought she was pretty good. Like that was a good little bit part to have. Like she played that really well. And like that scene where Laura shows up at their house or whatever, and like they freak out and like they're having a little yeah. conversation. I was like, "This is pretty fucking well done." She's acting this really well. Yeah. So, um, um, I'm trying to think of anybody else, but that those those are the ones that stand out to me the most. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's all Ian McShane, man. All Ian McShane. <laughs> um. All right. Well, in terms of performances that were maybe less impactful, I really. Uh, I was not a big fan at all of Technical Boy. He's just like this little fucking like digital asshole kid. Like it was for me that character in general was just kind of tropey and over the top. Like I've I'm kind of over this depiction of young people as like, you know, technology obsessed, like self-absorbed, vain, vacuous assholes. Like is well, just That's why yeah, that's why I was kind of bummed by it too because to be honest, in the book he has a slight redemption. Not not lots. Like you're not like left being like boo. But um there is a slight he is slightly less shitty. <laughs> Fair enough. But no, I agree. I thought his performance was a little frustrating at times because it was just so I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And the actor is just like a shitty young version of Flea. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> Flea from the bass player from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, I know. He also has a bit part in uh, Back to the Future Three, I believe. Yeah, he did. Oh uh, no, Back to the Future Two. He's in two and three, actually. He's in the truck yeah. at the end of three too. Yeah, he plays one of Biff's uh, goons in yeah. Back to the Future Two. What? Yeah, look up Flea. Technical boy. He looks no. like him. It's not him, oh, but he looks no. like, oh, I was like Flea. That's not Flea. possible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was the only one that I was really like, yeah, this is kind of, I could do without this guy. Oh um, yeah, look at that. Totally. <laughs> just Google flea. Yeah. All right. So, uh, do you guys have any other like characters you were just like, fuck this guy? I could really not do with this guy anymore. I was astounded by, well, I thought that I hate him, but I hate Dane Cook. So I was kind of like, Robbie. <laughs> But he like, wasn't terrible. But though. he wasn't terrible, so I was like, "Huh, interesting." I just fucking hate Dane Cook. So <laughs> I actually, yeah, I was expecting his performance to be a lot shittier, but I think he was actually kind of perfect for that role. It is pretty funny, and this is like a, another weird like tangent, like other shows kind of hitting parallels. But like, the, he goes and t- says he's going to teach Shadow Krav Maga, whereas in Archer they refer to karate as the Dane Cook of martial arts because they espouse Krav Maga on that show. I was like, that's pretty good. It's a nice that's little, hilarious. yeah, I don't know. It was a little weird thing that I noticed because <laughs> I watch Archer but, way too much. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do think that like, I was ready to really dislike his performance. Cause I was like, Dane Cook's not an actor. I've, He's I've been in a lot of movies. Good. Well, I know, but it doesn't mean they're good. Oh like, no, I would never say it's... anything Dane Cook does is good. It's all garbage, but, <laughs> but, um, I think they cast yeah. him so that everybody immediately had that fucking reaction though. Cause they were like, you're supposed to hate Robbie. He's supposed to be a douchebag. Yeah. But as soon as you see him, you're like, it's almost shorthand at that point. Cause you're just like, Oh fucking Dane Cook. Fuck that guy. And then you're like, Oh wait, I'm supposed to hate this fucking yeah. character anyway. <laughs> well, that makes it easier. Yeah. That makes it much easier. Cause I don't even have to fucking, you don't even have yeah. to explain to me why he's a douchebag. He's played by Dane Cook, who is a douchebag. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Any others or 
I can't think of anything that like I didn't. Yeah, the only ones we haven't really like touched on, and I don't think we've spoken about at all, are uh, uh, the Jin and Salim. Oh, that's true. I because they're they're, but they're such like inconsequential characters to this season overall. It seems Uh, to a large extent. So they don't even have much in the book. Like the no, that scene up to the well, up to the point where like they they hook up and they switch bodies or whatever. That's in the book. But like the whole bit with him like going off of Laura and stuff like that, like that's not in the book from what I remember. Like I don't remember him reappearing after that. I actually didn't get that whole segue. Like why? What like the him switching bodies? No, no, no. Or... Why did they take him at all? Like to just dispose of him, pretty much. I don't know. It was really weird. I did like the the they, both actors were really good though. Like well, yeah. maybe, the Jin guy was like in it for like thirteen seconds and his yeah. giant prosthetic CGI <laughs> <But I> dick. Remember, <laughs> just for a second, like I was actually really impressed with that scene the way they handled the like the, the sex scene. No, it's really yeah, well done. Like, yeah. I was like bravo. Yeah. Like because you never see, you know. um like man on man action, like in TV, you just yeah. don't like it's not. The only, I mean, it was there. There was a an episode of Torchwood that had it with uh, Jack Harkness and somebody, that's, but that's true. Yeah, that's British. That though. one, but that one, I felt I I always felt that that was way more gratuitous. Like it wasn't really like it was just they just wanted to shoehorn it in. Yeah. It wasn't like that they were you know what it was actually in important to the story in any way. Whereas this obviously was uh a little more. Had a little more substance yeah, to like it. They, yeah, it was really well done yeah, too. There was so. actually like an emotional connection, um, and uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't rushed. It was just kind of like, you know, the the huge dick was a bit much. But I mean, like, <laughs> that thing was fucking I intimidating. <laughs> I was like, porn star dick. Which bodies though? Because he wasn't. He was looking for the gin. I don't know if they like switch bodies or he Gave just like he just like he gives gives him some like his power or something. Or he gives him like the curse of his powers or something like that. I'd have to look it up yeah. exactly. I think they describe it in the book more accurately, nope. but like nope, they didn't. Oh, okay, that's me. I was gonna go back and like reread that chapter, but um, maybe there's some kind of sideline to it, like where like by doing that, like he gave him the curse of the jinn, like he becomes has those powers now, and he's stuck. But then why would he look for him? Because he loves to, him. He was to give it back. Him. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh let's see. Yeah, cuz I can't actually think of anything that like I I hated overall in the mm-hmm. show. No. I mean, like I mean in terms of the acting and stuff like that, like the casting and stuff, I think it was pretty spot on. I mean, there was stuff that I had issues with, but it was more like pacing and like how I would maybe chop it up to make it a little bit more cogent for a TV audience that's not familiar with the novel the way like I already am kind of thing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, more willing to like I'm I would also like I'm a Neil Gaiman fan so I'm like I'd be more willing to be like oh this is a Neil Gaiman property even if I hadn't read the book I'm like I'm willing to give it its due whereas if this wasn't a Neil Gaiman thing that I had read the book up I'd be like I don't know what the fuck's going on so fuck this this that definitely was, be a show I would that was very on. much yeah that was very much my position was like I was like okay this is you know hit or miss with me at points but I know it's Neil Gaiman so yeah. you know I have I have a fair amount of trust uh, because of that, so I'm going to stick with it kind of thing. Um, yeah. But, uh, alright, well, uh, Chrissy, you already asked earlier if we could talk about favorite episodes, so what was your favorite episode? Um, You know what, and I, it's going to be an unpopular opinion, but I really liked the episode of um, Lara in the... Um, the Ballad of Mad Sweeney? Yeah, I think, yeah. no, well, where she stepped back in time? Yeah, as... Uh, yes. 
as Ellie. I don't think it's supposed to be her Ellie. stepping back in time. I think it's no. it's her playing that character. Yeah, I thought it showed. I thought it was a unique connection between them. Yeah, or like Laura's supposed to be a reincarnation of Essie or something, or like an that. ancestor or something. Yeah, that's kind of what I was. But I actually, I think that was my favorite episode. That was actually mine too. Um, yeah, my favorite intro was Anansi. Oh yeah, um, yeah, but that's pretty but, like easy. That's that's low hanging fruit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's still amazing. Story, but like yeah, it was pretty low hanging fruit. Yeah. But the whole story of Essie was actually my favorite part in the book as well. Okay. Um, and I just really enjoyed the way that they, they did it. I enjoyed um, the actual telling of... I liked, I liked that they totally stepped away from American God's uh, plot line um, for the majority of it. I, I think that that was a cool thing that they took that risk throughout the show a few times um, to change the... It paid off. It paid off to varying extents. There were sometimes exactly. it didn't pay off, and sometimes it did. But yeah. that time, I think it did. But that, yeah, that was definitely my my favorite episode. Um, I just thought it was super well done. I thought um, everyone was. I, I thought every part was really well acted. I thought it was um, some cool connections were made, and I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it provided a lot of context for uh, Sweeney's relationship with Laura as well, and why he's sort of tagging along with her and that kind of thing to begin with and how they're kind of connected. So, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, that, that was my favorite. I just I just really enjoyed it. All right, Mark, how about you? I don't know if I necessarily had, like, a favorite episode, per se. I did, like, um, not the one where she... Um, I liked the episode, like, um, episode four, where they really gave you the, like, the exp- like expanded Laura's backstory. I thought mm-hmm. was pretty strong. Um, and the like show her in the casino and everything. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, otherwise, I'm more like I like the main plot. Like as soon as I'm not following Shadow and um, Wednesday, Wednesday, I tend to kind of drift a little bit more. Like I want the main plot to kind of happen. That's kind of my way with most things. Whereas like as soon as it starts to being like a lot of exposition about a side character, I'm like, okay, like That's can fair. we get back to the main plot, like plot of the book <laughs> or story? I guess like I don't. I have gotten better about that as I've gotten older, but like that was a problem I've had with other things before too, where there's a lot of side exposition about other things where it's like, we're building the world and that's cool. But I'm like, I just want the plot. Like, just give me the fucking story. So yeah, um, I found I was at my most comfortable when we were like, uh, Ian McShane and I can't remember the other guy's name. We're on screen kind of like actually moving the plot forward as opposed to going off on the side and espousing these mm-hmm. other things. Although yeah. I will admit like, the, the Anansi fucking introduction, like, I was spellbound for that three or four minutes, whatever it was. I was like, that was amazing. So, sometimes <laughs> yeah, it works absolutely. in their favor. Like, him him showing up in that fucking indigo suit, I was like, that's... Awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I never made that connection between, like, and this is going to start probably going to sound racist, but, like, that connection between how black men tend to, like, like purple a lot and indigo plantations and stuff. I'd never made that connection before. Like, I don't mm. know if that was a thing. Maybe I should have read somewhere or I found out about somewhere, but like I never made that before, and I thought it was really, I don't know, I was just like taken aback by it. I guess kind of. I was like, oh shit, I never yeah. thought about that before. Like as a connection there, I was like, oh okay, there you go. Yeah. So, right. um, not super up on my slavery history as a Canadian. No, so. As a Canadian, Canadian had Canadian had slaves, just not as many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we got rid of it earlier. Yeah, we got rid of it a lot earlier. So <laughs> we were um, like, "Ooh, this might not be." Good. This is not a good look for us. So <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's just uh, we're coming in on two hours here with uh, with our breaks. So uh, let's just uh, maybe close off by talking about the end of the season, the last episode, which obviously a lot of stuff happened in, and then sort of what we're hoping to see in the in the future. Christy, you got shit to say, so go. I didn't yeah. like it. I didn't like the last episode. I it's not that I okay, maybe I should rephrase. It's not that I didn't enjoy it because like I found it enjoyable. I thought the thing with all the Jesuses was hilarious. Yeah, me too. Um, and brilliant. Like, yeah. what a smart way to be like. Well, it's about what you believe in that makes the reality. So, yeah. which will Jesus which factors in huge later, right? Like you get to, they, yeah. they play that off quite a bit later in the book, especially. Yeah, and I, and I was really glad that Gaiman got his Jesus reference. Um, I thought it was funny that this guy from Lost they ended up having a white Jesus. I was like, no, yeah. but <laughs> he's, uh, he's Jesus Prime. I did think the um, the Mexican Jesus bit that they did. I think the episode before. Was yeah. a little, was a little like it was well done, but it was a little on the nose when the fucking tumbleweed rolled over his head and like the. Crowd, <laughs> I was like, guys, I get it. It's that was the whole Mexican yeah, that was the whole Jesus. Purpose. I know, but like having the fucking crown of thorns show up on his head, I was like, I got it, guys. Like I understand he's Mexican <laughs> Jesus. I saw him yeah, walk but, on I mean, water. It's the visuals, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also that effect that was one of the effects that stood out for me, where I was like, well, that looked kind of shitty. Like that looked like bad After Effects compositing. I was like, <laughs> Okay. Anytime they had the light come up behind a Jesus head, I was like, we get yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Well, the first time they did it, I'm like, oh, I see what you're doing. But then they kept doing it. And I was like, oh, fuck. All right, guys. I loved it. I actually liked being hit over the head with that one. I was like, yeah, you're like purpose. Because like, I mean, like Christianity in general is kind of like over the top and in your face kind of thing. Especially in America, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially in America. So I, I actually enjoyed that where they were just like, this is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> our white our white fucking blue eyed Jesus. Yeah, our oh. white savior Jesus. Yeah. It's so true. With his guns and Yeah. I did um <laughs> Well I, I actually I don't like in the book too, like the way that they kind of ignore Jesus, like I I it makes sense to me because he's not a dying god, you know what I mean? Like there's mm. a lot of people that like are still talking about Jesus these days. I don't know if you're aware. If, like... <laughs> but that's what they they mentioned that when they were talking about spring and Easter. Um, that she, it wasn't really her that they were worshiping. No, it's yeah. him. The idea of her. Yeah. She's just um, piggybacking on it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And all the Jesus were like, what? <laughs> but, um, no, I would, what I, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed the game and goddess Jesus reference. Um, I do think they should have gone with a different than white Jesus, even though they did get around it by explaining that it's all about your belief system. Well, there were lots of other Jesuses there too. It just, it makes sense for like Southern Americans. Like that's what they probably picture. I don't know. Like I've never really thought about it as a dude. So, or or like the meme of the woman worshiping the, uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, exactly. Has a picture up on her fireplace or on her mantle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I, I think for the final episode, I was just expecting something more monumentous. I was found that it was lacking because they'd gone and done. I, I think that the Vulcan episode might have been a the cooler peak. peak. Yeah. yeah. Like to kick that guy into the, the um, mold. And by the way, that opening was hilarious <laughs> um, with the guy just like so happy. He's like, that, 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 that. But, um, I almost I, wanted the uh, the Lego theme song to be fucking playing in the background. Yeah, everything, is awesome. Awesome. Like, everything is awesome. <laughs> everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, between that though, I just found that you know we just met Chenoweth's spring. Um, 
we, you know, we weren't that impact impacted by her. It was this house party, and then um, then the shit hit the fan. Yeah, just shit hit the fan. But like, it wasn't even shit hitting the fan. Like, all of Mister World's guys were just killed by a lightning bolt from Odin. Like, let them try to attack him first. You know, like I don't know if you really want Ian McShane doing an action sequence. No, but like I don't know, like bring out the sword or bring out your dead. But um, I just I wished I wished for more because I I get that she took away Spring. That was a cool visual bit, but it left me feeling wanting, and not in a good way. Not when you know it's the end of Game of Thrones and you're like, holy shit, what's gonna happen next season? And you go on Wiki to see if you can find any like, you know, secretly released spoilers. <laughs> but um, I just. I don't know. I I just didn't. It, it didn't wow me. Yeah, Tomorrow's I. She's composing, and I'm kind of like gross. But you know, whatever. <laughs> she chopped up some maggots. Like let's let's. We know this already. We've been seeing this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I felt like it was too much crammed into one episode. Like I would have much rather have seen the shit that went down in that last episode sort of spread out amongst maybe the last like two or three episodes of the season. Which is why I felt like the um diverting into those sideline stories a lot kind of was to the detriment of the show this early on. I think they could have done this full season and like had the main plot run the show a little bit more. Um, And then then dive more into the backstory in the second season, do the side story stuff in the second season a little bit more. Like, like what they did with lost, like lost the first season was very much like these guys are on an Island. This is them on the Island. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second season, there's a lot more of the flashbacks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how each character got to where they are, kind of thing. I don't know if we want to compare the show to Lost yet. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that <laughs> no. dire yet. But <laughs> I mean, the first season of Lost. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Was, I watched. There's the very show. much like the slow burn of uh, of Lost in this first season. Although I feel like Lost hit the tone. I mean, Lost obviously had its you know faults later on, but the first season was pretty flawless, and mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like it hit the sort of that slow burn tone where you're revealing a bit of, bit at a time and keeping people engaged more than mm. maybe this did. Yeah. If only they'd answered any of the questions that I had, <laughs> any of them. Yeah. ever. But I mean, you I guys are saying here too, fun. like there are questions that we're probably not going to get answered here. Like uh, in the end, like there's stuff that could just be left totally hanging. Like I feel like this is very much uh, analogous to lost as well or I'm getting the impression at least that this could be very much analogous to lost in that it ends up being more about the characters themselves than it does about their fates and mm-hmm. the actual, you know, what actually happens. I think because they have the book kind of there with like the definitive plot, though they have an ending where they have to get to. Mm-hmm. Even the ending leaves plot holes though. And that's why Gaiman is one releasing a sequel and two um, has all those short stories about shadow and Anansi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but there is there is a definitive end to like the American Gods story. Like they have like the main plot of the the book, like the, yeah. the oncoming war, like that kind of stuff. There is it doesn't a doesn't really answer any questions. No, but like that's why you have a sequel, right? And they could yeah. expand the TV show to answer those questions that they decide they feel they want to do that. I don't have a problem with them like leaving some unanswered questions that I have to fill in the holes on. Um, but I, there is some stuff that they have to get to for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, in that respect, uh, what is it? Uh, without giving away too many spoilers that you guys are really looking forward to going forward, um, particular character arcs or anything like that. What do you want to see more of, or what would you like to see less of going forward? I there is a a little town that they go to eventually. That they I feel like they yeah. kind of 
See, the problem is they by doing the see the thing with Vulcan. I feel like they've already touched on the theme of that, though. I can't remember the name of the town, though. Um, not no, I don't think so. I, I think, think it's Vulcan pretty. Was... I think it's pretty fucking close. Where like you install you install an old god into the town, and like by sacrificing to him, he keeps the town alive. That's pretty fucking close to what they were doing with Vulcan. It's it's close, but not not the same. We're gonna get a lot more of that town feel by like delving deep because. Shadow's there for so long, That's true. right? Uh, so that that plot point, I wish I could remember the fucking name of the town. My memory it's for like the TV show with for the book. O W or an H? <laughs> I'm terrible with names and this kind of thing. But I'm also excited for that part. I think that it's going to be really cool. I think that it's going to be this. I think it'll be the um, source of season two. I think season two is going to take place between um, House on the Rock and the town. And I think that it's going to uh, leave people really engaged. Because I find that it's probably got more to do and more, um, like, mysteries to solve. Lakeside. Than, uh, Lakeside. It was nothing to do with a W or an H. No. <laughs> um, but, uh... Hinsel- you're, thinking, no, you're thinking of Hinzelman. Hinzelman. Like guy. Yeah. Hinzelman. Right, yeah. right, right. But, um, no, you're going to... I think that if they make... And a plot between that and um, the House on the Rock, I think we're going to have a pretty rad uh, season season two because I think they have to go more into things like Mr. Stone, Mr. Wood, Mr. Town. We haven't even met those guys yet. Yeah, I agree. So there's a lot to come. And I think I, I personally feel that American Gods will do well if they keep it to three seasons. Yeah, I don't think they could do – I don't think they could push a punch past four seasons. I don't know. I don't. I don't think. It well, unless they well. dive into the sequel or whatever. Well, Gaiman's not even released it yet. Has he written it though? Yeah, that doesn't uh, fucking I stop Game of Thrones. I know. Yeah. I think it's partially written. Um, which means he probably has his plot. Which means they could do the show because that's what they're doing with Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah, but for Gaiman too, like he's notorious. He will. He will not show um, his work to the public uh, until it is perfection, and that's why American Gods came out as a re-release because. Once he started, he waited about two years and then went back and just, like, made a million changes. Yeah. He's done the same with almost all of his books. He just doesn't re-release them. Yeah. Um, it's sad I know this much about Neil Gaiman. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's very open about his process, too, right? Like, with his blog and everything, like, you can read very much, you know, how he deals with, the, his, blog. Yeah, with his writing and everything. So, um, it's so magical. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm very much looking forward to expanding the world overall and getting a better idea of exactly sort of not necessarily who these characters are, because for the most part, that's on the pa- on the table now. But like why they're uh, and I mean, even sort of why they're at war is to an extent as well. But uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting into like the new gods versus old gods fight. I kind of wish that we hadn't had to wait like five episodes to figure out or for them to sort of plainly spell out that that's what this show is about. Um, well, unfortunately, you're going to have a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely plenty... I, I would like to see a lot more. I'd like to learn more about uh, uh, Anubis and... Uh, fuck. What's his partner? Oh, what's his name? Mr. Jackwell and... Uh, fuck, what's the other one? Oh God! Yeah, I can't remember. But Wikipedia no, yeah, family. they're gonna be, they're gonna be great. Um, but they don't have a huge party. Oh, and Mister Mister Ibis, Mister Ibis, Mister yeah, Mister Ibis and Mister Jackwell, they, who are Anubis and Thoth. But again, they're like 
I don't know. I think they might have said Anubis. I don't think they ever mentioned the name of Thoth. No. No. But they do um, have some cool stuff at the end of the novel. So we'll see how that goes, how they approach it. But you're not going to get a ton more with them, I don't think. Um, unless Gaiman uh, has agreed to put them more. Unless they start rolling in the Anansi Boy stuff into the show. True. True. All right. Well, I think with that, we've uh, maybe rambled on about this particular topic enough, unless you guys had anything to add. Um, no, I'm excited to see where they go with I, I think it's found its footing, but it needs to really hit its stride. Yeah, I agree. In order to, to keep a healthy uh, viewership, it's going to need to uh, engage a, a little wider audience. Yeah, I agreed. Um, yeah. All right. Well, with that, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And if you guys want to ring in, we'd love to hear what you thought about season one of American Gods. You can uh, tweet at us on the Twitters at uh, at DRD underscore podcast. You can email us at dancerobotdancepodcast at gmail.com. You can find the podcast if you're not already subscribed on iTunes and Google Play Store and Shout Engine and other places where iPods are not fucking ipods podcasts are found (laughs) where ipods are found you know just growing on trees and uh you can uh also get in touch with us on facebook at uh facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast so with that thank you everybody for listening and we hope you'll tune in next week for our big 50th anniversary uh 50th episode 50th 50th episode yeah (laughs) we've been recording this podcast for what feels like 50 years (laughs) <laughs> when i edit it sometimes it does but <laughs> and uh all right with that uh we this has been tim and christy mm-hmm. bye i guess <laughs> and mark have a good week guys saying... bye ever <laughs> trying to you know switch things up a bit here so have a good oh, week don't. guys <laughs> <laughs> don't Bye. do everything exactly the same as you always do yeah, Christy's, a, Christy's will... a, uh, a creature of habit so if we start changing her routine it's going to throw things off <laughs> yeah those uh, those actors and their you know habits I guess all that nose candy <laughs> oh I was going to make a nun joke oh. but I guess that no that habits <laughs> <laughs> alright all right. bye guys have bye. a good week